Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 156 for SchnozCast. This is Bob, joined by my most excellent friends, Nick Bader, Corey Slesky, and Todd Dillon, back in the house. What do we got in store for you tonight? We got a little booze news. We got a little return of the funk with this, uh, some grievances to air. We're going to take a look at a brand new game and give that a try. Gentlemen's Agreement, a little mixtape mashup and pick of the week. So, fellas, how's everybody doing? Oh, doing pretty good, sir. Corey. Mighty. Oh, hey. The mighty, the mighty Todd and oh, hey, from Dearborn. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, from Roseville. <laughs> Hailing from Dearborn, originally from Dearborn. Don't say the city. I jumped the gun. In that context, it's I, fine. I, I did cut out cut it out. You'll notice. I for, dude, I totally forgot to. I totally fuck. I listened to the whole thing after I, we. I was doing the video, and I remembered. I'm like, I did say to cut that out, and I yep. put. I was able to put censor bleeps in the video. So, yep. glad you remembered as well. I sure did. So Got stupid. your back, buddy. Thank you. So stupid. <laughs> All right. If you are new to the podcast, thanks for joining us. You can find us here every weekend uh, at this time. We are also on the streaming services, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where you can get a podcast, we are there. You can get us on YouTube as well, uh, the video version. Uh, And on Facebook and Instagram, you can subscribe to us. And we are all at Schnozcast on those services. Um, If you get to us there and find us, please give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, rate us if you want, give us comments. Uh, definitely, if you subscribe, then when we go live, it'll it'll let you know when we have a new podcast released uh, for the week, which is always going to be on Fridays, um, following the previous weekend's episode. You'll know about that with a subscription. You can email us also at schnauzcast at gmail.com with your request for relationship advice, or you could call, call or text us at six one eight shocker. The shocker line <laughs> caught you off guard. Yeah, he very quickly went for that button. Um, okay, so for this week, um, it is the f- it, right now. It's the fifteenth of January, and uh, so in five five days' time, uh, young Nicholas Bader will have a birthday. Woo! So don't we, forget we have a yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you guys had uh, a beef beef you wanted to air. Directly on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look yeah. at Corey's like, should I do I had, it? I had COVID and remembered his birthday a day and a half later, and he said it was forty five hours later. So it was exactly forty five hours and twenty minutes. I'm surprised he didn't break it down to the minutes, which would have been a much bigger number. The, f- the funny thing is, is that usually with birthdays and stuff, I always reach out to Bob and say, "Hey, man, did you say happy birthday to so and so?" And there's been times where he's like, "Oh man, I you know I forgot that's coming up." No, I no, he didn't. I don't for- think so. He didn't forget this time, and didn't bother to give me a call. After knowing that I forgot, didn't say like, hey, uh, I know you're down and out with COVID. Uh, don't forget today's Corey's birthday. Nope. Well, I, I will let you in on a little secret. Yeah. Didn't do it. Bob was with me when midnight hit, so he didn't have a very hard time remembering. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I also was the first to hear about his extreme displeasure at not hearing from you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I know he's going to call me. He's been calling me for like three days in a row on his way home from work to, to Gab. Should I? And he's like, nope. Don't say it. <laughs> I told him. I said, don't mention a thing. Yeah. I will enjoy so I cut this my mouth too shut. much. 
So I, yeah. I couldn't. I'm like, which which friend do I have allegiance to? Where should I draw the line? I'm like, oh, I can't. It's Corey's birthday. I'm going to do what he says. But from the sounds of it, uh, your friendship survived. So there's that. I guess it did. <laughs> Nothing a little mi- mini fridge couldn't mend. Yeah. So let's uh, birthday birthdays first. First birthdays first. Corey, you got a nice present from uh, from Nick Bader. Mm. <laughs> yes, I did. I thought you were starting to vomit. No, I got a uh, a nice little mini fridge that you can plug into uh, at your desktop bedside. Uh, it's even got a car outlet on it. So that's awesome. Take it on the road with you. You can have it in the bathroom if you wanted. This is true. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't spend enough time in there already. Oh, Ooh, this mm. toilet seat and this beer is icy cold. <laughs> oh, no. I flushed the toilet while the door was open. <laughs> I got to throw the whole thing away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so five days time is Nick's birthday. So Nick, you got a couple of presents here to, to open. Woo. So you want to start with uh, Mr. Seleski's? Oh, yeah. What could it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They don't know that. Corey, it's a, it's a grip anchor for the kayak. How unexpected. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, a little phone thing. The phone lanyard. The <laughs> phone lanyard for the kayak. No, they're very cool. Yeah, I made the mistake of accidentally opening them uh, when I was told I could. and then No, yeah, I, I, I said that. Go ahead, because I was very excited about them myself. You were super so. excited. Yeah. Yeah. Very and I cool. didn't know whether I'm like, is that another Christmas gift? Because you put it in a Christmas yeah. bag. And then I'm like, but wait a minute. Maybe it's his birthday. Maybe it's his birthday gift. They have too many bags. Hold on a minute. Are we doing birthdays now? Wait, no, it's got to be the podcast. So. Yeah, sorry, man. I was I was really excited. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Any, any, Nick loves any opportunity to flick the knife out. Cuts right. it in half. That's right. Kill a small animal. Should have flicked it out last week. Stabbed about five inches deep. He probably punctured whatever's in there. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Have, I wouldn't have taken such a serious fall had I all those goldfish whipped, whipped this dead. knife out last week. <laughs> Bloodied. Yeah, I don't think Todd doesn't know that story, does he? About the dead goldfish? No, no, I haven't told him that. Last week? No, no. <laughs> I think it's probably best lost in the mists of time. Is it though? Look how nice that is. Yeah, what, what I is got him a, a little sign. Is this happy birthday, buddy? Oh, that's handwritten. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> and written by someone. In I case assume. you didn't know, happy birthday. Not by myself, but he didn't, yeah. he didn't type it out like a psychopath. <laughs> it's a, it, Todd, it actually, I it was handwriting font. It was actually in separate letters cut out from magazines. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. I haven't even looked at it yet. That's awesome. There you go. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a custom uh, wooden tap handle with my name on it. Bader Tap House. Nice. It's got a little nice. chalkboard thing on it that I can write the beer. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Happy birthday. All right. Now that the niceties are over, we can let the insults fly. Hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> or else you're going to get an insult. So, so who's going to open presents for me? My birthday is actually before his. From you? I don't have anything on the porch yet, Todd. You already opened my present. I know. To, to you. You flew These out there? motherfuckers are behind. Corey, what did you get from Todd? Hmm. I don't know. Let me see. Todd, what did I get? Oh, it's still in the mail? See, okay. Now the insults are flying, just as predicted. Uh-huh. <laughs> Todd, you still got five days on mine, buddy. Yep, there you go. You have four on mine. Uh-huh. Amazon Prime is Damn really it. running behind. I'm all set. 
Bob's like, all I got to do is walk into the toy store, look for the the blackest doll I can find, and it goes straight to Seattle. (laughs) No, I didn't go into a store. I never left my house. (laughs) Bought that shit online. (laughs) All right, so uh, it was a a tough week last week uh, in the celebrity world. Betty White passed away. Um. 99 is a good run. Imagine living 99 years of your life and then having the entire country agree that that was not long enough. You should have lived way longer than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bob Saget passed away. Um, also sucked. Sidney uh, Poitier, dead. Uh, Ronnie Spector, uh, John Madden, Dan Reeves. That's that's for Todd, not for Nick. Uh, and Robert Bruce from the comic book man passed away. Robert Bruce. He was one of those experts they would bring. Oh, the hippie guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Really? Yep. What'd he die from? Uh, probably comic related. I'm not really sure. <laughs> You'll have to look it up. Staph infection from a paper cut. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, so it was a rough weekend, a rough week all around last week. Yeah. Uh, so we want to acknowledge those those fine, fine people uh, for the very last time. Um. But, I, Nick, I also wanted to let you know, I was watching, when I was editing last week's episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Lori made the comment that, she, she had a couple comments for you. First of all, that your, um, what, what accent did, did she say you were doing? Oh, yeah, the Canadian accent sounded like an Irish Indian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, an American Indian slash Irishman. But she also, she also postulated that you were a Russian sleeper agent because of the way that you pronounced your sports and toys. On the podcast. Yeah. And Nick Bader, I, I play toys and uh, we do sport together. I uh, play with the toys and sometimes the do Boris. the sport. Sometimes <laughs> yes. do the sport. So, and her idea was that you're on the podcast just waiting for uh, your activation phrase yeah. to be mentioned. Exactly. Steilfin, bro. Yes. Butterscotch. Status report, soldier. This is... This is Commandant uh, Bader. Uh, did you say Stiovis too? Because I heard that on the Schnauzcast. <laughs> Activate. Activate. Dude, so, so apparently yeah. Robert Bruce uh, wasn't living too well. He apparently lived in a basement of a storage facility. Where Filled his, with comic books? Where his office was. And they found him dead in a storage unit. Of? It doesn't say. Probably trapped under something heavy. Lack of air. Stack, stack of comic books fell on top of it. it. Probably a giant stack of comic books. Probably graphic novels, actually. Hardcovers. <laughs> Very heavy. Super heavy. Bunch of number one Supermans, I bet. Oh, man. that who, God only knows what kind of a collection he left behind when he passed. I don't know. It doesn't seem like uh, it was too good if he was living in the basement of a storage unit. But some of those guys are freaks about that kind of stuff, and that's where they put all their money. Like, they don't care about the rest of the trappings yeah, of... He might have been a storage facility for his comic books. Yeah. And he might have loved him so much. He's like, I'm just fucking sleeping here. Yep. No one wants to fuck me anyway. There's no point in having a house with a bed and a shower. <laughs> I'm just sleep next to my comic books. I really shouldn't be shitting on someone who just passed away. Yeah, really. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. Going straight to hell. Um, all right. What else did I have for you? Oh, Corey, I was thinking about you uh, this week because you're always a big fan of the shower thoughts. Ah, yes. Yeah, and so we don't have a segment for that stuff, but every once in a while, I always read them when they come out, um, like a Greatest Hits, and these I thought were pretty pretty good. So 
their top six shower thoughts on Reddit for the week were um, you could destroy your entire life in less than 10 texts if you really wanted to. You're doing one. Well, you're Corey Slesky. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't wouldn't take much. (laughs) Uh, Water never really belongs to you. It's just your turn to use it. A sleep wedding, sleep wedding, sleep walking bedwetter is a threat to everyone. <laughs> Every person cremated is one less zombie we'll have to worry about. Totally true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every child is trained by their parents for a world that is one generation out of date. Words to live by, Corey. True. Just plan Very for the true. future. I like you're, that. you're a young man, uh, but when that tiny little Slusky comes, you're going to be getting them ready for a world that. It's not going to exist by the time they're ready to have to live in it. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll have to read the Inquirer. Yeah, and the last one, uh, Harry Potter was way too emotionally stable for a kid raised by people who hated him. <laughs> Never seen the movie, so. Uh-oh. Nick, I know you're a big read fan. The, can you read that one again, Bob? I, I was yammering. Harry Potter was way too emotionally stable for a kid raised by people who hated him. <laughs> Corey hasn't seen Harry Potter. Oh, wow. oh, got to put that on the list. Well, yeah, no, we well don't. then I would. I guess I put on the list I, that would imply that I really liked it. And I'm I think sure you I, didn't. I really liked I, it. It's been so long since I saw it with my kids. So it was one of those. It's just like when you watch, you'll find this out. When you watch movies with your kids. Again, with the kids. Let's <laughs> ease up, buddy. Ease <laughs> up. Some of these things, it's just noise. Oh, Bob. So you're whoa, just, whoa, you're just watching it with them uh, and you're watching them react to it. You really don't give a shit about what's going on on the screen. That's how Have I you guys thought of names? <laughs> Did we talk about this? And moving on. <laughs> we talked about this after the podcast, but we don't have to revisit that. It was it was an animated conversation with lots of hugs and pats on the backs and fallings and fallings and tipping yeah. things over. Yeah. I don't remember. It was all related. Uh okay. Todd Dillon. Yes, sir. You got some booze news. Hold on a second. Gonna give you the music, buddy. It's and now it's time for booze news. <laughs> Listen to that music. Did I say music? Yeah. I did. <laughs> All right, Todd, you you are gonna carry us through with a bit of with a bit of booze news. A little bit of booze news. It's looking at uh, this article in the uh, Insider. This smart toilet can read your anus like a fingerprint. Scientists say. If you're looking for a very very personalized data data about your bathroom habits, look no further. Scientists at Stanford University have developed a smart toilet that can identify people based on their butt, and monitor the health of their poop and pee. Look at that. Close-ups of your stack, taint, the whole, your peritoneum, I'm sorry. I'll use medical terms. Uh, this smart toilet, which the Stanford business team published an article about in the, in the Nature Biomedical Engineering, was designed as a continuous health monitoring device, like a smartwatch. It uses cameras and motion sensors to identify a range of disease markers in stool and urine, including colon cancer and prostate cancer. When I'd, when I'd bring it up, people would sort of laugh about it. It seems like an interesting idea, but a bit odd, the lead researcher Sanjeev Gamber said in the press release. Everyone uses the bathroom. There's really no avoiding it, and the enhance, it enhances the value as a de- disease-detecting device. That is what i got to have now. Todd? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, a few questions. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little taken aback. Um, yes. People have gone to jail for putting cameras in toilets. How <laughs> How are these perverts like, oh, but it's a product now. It's not exactly. illegal if you film yourself. Yeah, if I put it in my house, everyone's going to use a toilet. 
It's going to get hacked. It's going to be, it's got to be on the net. You'd be surprised how many times the GoPro has been in the toilet. Danielle's never noticed. <laughs> oh. Peeing right all over it. My question is, it, you seem to imply yes, in your, you didn't, but the story seemed to imply that the anus is like a fingerprint and everyone's is different. Oh, yeah. it, that's true. Oh, is yeah. that true? Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. Am Not I, a single wrinkle is the I'm same. The la- I'm the last one to know this vital piece of information. Yeah, no angry spider is exactly like. No rusty sheriff's badge. Is there you go. Two, two are the same. No, no, no balloon knot. Okay. Well, plus, actually, we can probably take a take a whole map shot, right? It, it can get it can get tight in on that uh, on that uh, on the balloon end, and then uh, it can spread out and catch any moles you might have to the left. Moles or anal moles? Yes. Animal. I think I think we got the title for the episode, fellas. Animals. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a new. <laughs> Nick's like no. I think I have uh, a new graham cracker yeah, line. I'm going to vote against that. Song by Def Leppard. Animals. Yeah. No, you're thinking of hysteria. <laughs> and not 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 to be confused with one of Corey's favorite colors, wisteria. That's someone else's. <laughs> oh, no, like you don't like purple. I do. But. How long until you get this, Todd? Well, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a fan of automated toilets, but I think that this one might be going a little bit too far. I don't, I don't know that I don't want to be hijacking, you know, pictures of my peritoneum and then putting them on Facebook or Tinder or Grinder or whatever they use. So, Todd, how you get ahead of that <laughs> is you just put them out there yourself right now. <laughs> so then, when people do hack your toilet, it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That information has been publicly available for years. <laughs> it's already out there. <laughs> Todd, I'm, gonna be I'm not sure why you're John F. Kennedy. That information has been publicly available for years. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, is the Kennedy stuff over? I don't yeah, know. it is. <laughs> I, like on the third time, I'm like, there's no way we're still going on with this. And then the finger went back out again. <laughs> Dude, and I'm like, you you got to give it to you. He only has so many impressions. <laughs> That's true. No, like Russian I was sleeper ju- agent. I was just going to. Right, never mind, Todd. It's done. <laughs> it's done. We're done. It's not even that great. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's really excited about the podcast tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Corey, you had some booze news too, sir. I do. I actually wanted to uh, add on to Todd's kind of taint-like story. Um, and, Bob, <laughs> this this could be helpful. Taint his story with yours. Taint could, that interesting. Could be helpful for you as well, sir, now that you're uh, getting up there in age. This is going to be flattering. Yeah. Um, so those who have an issue with uh, premature ejaculation, uh, they have just made <laughs> – Bob. <laughs> Todd's older than I am, for the record, again. He doesn't look it. Black don't crack. That's true. That's true. Exactly. So it's a, a pad, like a, a tens pad that you put on your taint. Uh, Did you say tense or tennis? Tens. Te- you tens. can play tennis. Yeah, the electric, electric shock. Yes. The thing that makes your muscles flex. Oh, okay. And you, uh, it's wireless that you place on your taint. And right. when you're getting to that point in your lovemaking, uh, you have your part, and here's the funny part. So it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> finally not, to the funny it's, part. It's not automatically controlled, so it doesn't sense anything on your oh, body. Oh, your partner has to squeeze <laughs> when she thinks you're getting ready to go too early. She shocks your taint and then closes off like, your uh, urethra. Uh, and she's like, your, "No, exactly." She's like, "That hurt." Actually, she would she's say, like, that would hurt. "She would say, no." Uh. <laughs> yes. It feels like that would hurt uh, really bad. I feel as if it would too, because I, I actually um, I actually recently just bought a tens unit for my back. Corey's a, Corey's a masochist the, though, yeah, so he'd be like, your, "Yo, shock me again for your back, dude." On the back is bad enough. I couldn't imagine on your taint. On your taint, oh, 
Dude, that would be squeezing muscles that you didn't even know you had. Oh my goodness! Well, Corey. that's just hardcore. <laughs> On certain people, oh. it feel it fe- also feels like if you shock my taint in mid- when I'm getting ready, I'm not gonna have a freaking Woody anymore. Okay, so maybe I didn't shoot prematurely, but my, I feel like my wiener's got my wiener's got a shrunk. So goal. or Todd, or it goes the opposite direction, and uh, you just get even harder. <laughs> no, I think that's called blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> going the opposite direction. Oh my goodness! But so okay. So what if you were? What if you were sporting uh, Corey's taint shocker and trying to use Todd's restroom? Even their wieners. Would it? Would, <laughs> <laughs> would it? Uh, would it not recognize your anus because it's being shocked? I mean, it'd, it'd be like having a face covering on. I think. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh not going to recognize goodness. that taint at that point. I mean, it, it's like, uh, you know, if you ever put a lemon in your mouth, it, it'd just be making that face, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just imagining a taint shocker. Even the oh reader. The taint lemon face. <laughs> oh. That so, just seems mean. So there you go. Any Anyone interested in fixing your uh, premature ejaculation problem, the more unit, M-O-R, uh, you can go on online. Shouldn't it be less? That seems like a horrible name. Oh, my name. gosh. I didn't name it. Okay. Shit. <laughs> Is there anything for anal discharge? Mm. That would like be, this will work that should be the more unit is the anal discharge. I think more. it works for that, too. It's the same product. Just I, turn it around. I was because you're going to get the anal discharge after you use the taint shocker. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it probably closes both no, That's when you use the butt plug. Pretty quick. <laughs> exactly. You just have to turn it around. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should delve even deeper into this. Let's, let's forget gentlemen's agreement. We'll just keep talking about this. <laughs> yeah. I think we should purchase one and try it on the show. I'm I'm actually afraid. We I'm, purchase four of them. I'd be afraid for Corey if he were to purchase the taint shocker because, like, maybe while he's <laughs> sleeping or something, Danielle would put it on. But the only thing is, it's you know, if you ever like you get those like she's not even listening no. you, you ever go to like a party and, and people don't know each other so they they put those they write their name on that sticker and they put it on their shirt name tag just imagine yeah a, a, <laughs> it's not a name tag it's a sticker with, with your name, name tag it's, it's a hello a my name is name. well yeah. a name tag is like hey, i work at mcdonald's this is like a sticker that says hello yeah, my, my name, name is. is yeah it's a sticker <laughs> i'm assuming that Corey doesn't have to worry about danielle doing that because it would be like wearing a mohair sweater and trying to put one of those stickers on. It's just not going to stick. Oh, I see where you're going <laughs> with this. that there'd be something he's similar a little, going He's on. a little hirsute. <laughs> got on the, a noose. He's got a hirsute a noose. You got to shave the bear. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's just a thicket down there. Just so you guys are aware, I, I did, last weekend I did have to go with a competitor of ours, even though they were a quote-unquote sponsor. Uh-oh. And got the uh, Manscaped lawnmower. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. So, taint currently hairless. Oh, taint oh. hairless? Oh, come on! Nobody needed to nobody needed, nobody know about that. Today. <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> I'm just, sure you're gonna make me just putting that blade up to your nose for a second, just a second. Yeah. <laughs> imagine being shocked into unconsciousness despite having died twelve hours previously. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my goodness! I want to throw oh up. my goodness! I feel like Corey was oh about to goodness. suggest that we all buy them and then give and then swap the remotes. No, uh, and do that to each other during the show. That oh, would be awesome! I, I thought you meant buy the the landscaping things and swap them. Like, no, 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 Man, no, manscaped. Yeah, not landscape. A manscaped landscaper. Oh yeah, when you put it like that. 
the 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 anus uh, shocker. <laughs> no, because that might bring taint, us into like Tom the, and Bert category. The taint titillator. Corey, Corey's going to play the taintillator. He's, there you go. He's going to play the the fool and and coy, and he's going. All right, I guess this is what we have to do. And he's like, "Oh God, guys, do it again." I I feel like if Corey had like fuck you money next week, there'd be a box. Oh, of them for sitting, for oh, sure, definitely a case of them sitting <laughs> yeah, right here. Sure. What what you guys don't know? That's why Danielle's on her phone so much right now. Is because yeah, we thought yeah. it was the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some booze news. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think he had to shave it? We're moving into the next segment <laughs> after that. Love it, Todd. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good? <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty. I love my own work. <laughs> So right, Corey, sometimes I just sit at home and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you so got for us this week? It's been a while since uh, we've done a Funko This, but it's the triumphant return. I was finally able to pick up a set of Funkos the other day that the other day, the other day. I've been waiting for for a long time. Oh, and no. Bob, you uh, you definitely hit the nail on the head with that one, buddy. Oh my God! Check it out! Holy cow! I'm looking at uh, Wayne, Katie, Squirrely, Dan, and Daryl from Letter Kenny. Ah, Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny. Eleven sixty. Is it three, four, five, and six? Uh, yes. So are these the four? There's only only Letter Kenny ones. The only four they have. They literally just came out. Okay. They just came out. Yes. Were you on some sort of a? I pre-ordered them from GameStop. Did you? I did. Okay. Uh, Now, first of all, how did you? How were you notified that they even were going to come out and were like a like a pre-order item? Well, so we have the app, and the app will tell you, like, it, they're coming out this year, this month, whatever. Saw them on there, and then we happened to be at GameStop to, I'm assuming, probably to get some other Funkos. And they have a, a, a book in store that has all their pre-orders of, uh, available. Okay. And little pictures of them, and they had them available for pre-order. Gotcha. These were actually supposed to be in, in November, and... Uh, we went to Target last weekend. They had they had four of them okay. ready to go, and I looked at Dan. I'm like, GameStop hasn't called yet, so she called GameStop right there in Target. The guy tells me he's like, "Hold on, I'm on it." Boop, 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 boop. She did. Yeah, I, I, it was on speed dial. She called yeah. right away, uh, and the guy at GameStop, dude, this. Uh, if I could reach through the phone and just strangle this guy, he tells Danielle. Oh yeah, they uh, they just came in today. I was about to, you guys were three callers away from me telling you to come pick your order up. Corey, do the voice. Like, you're full story. of shit, buddy. <laughs> full of shit. Do the voice. I was on the phone. With Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you for calling GameStop. <laughs> so there's more to this one, though. <laughs> okay. Here you go, buddy. For me? Well, you you guys each got one. You each got a Wayne. Oh uh, no! But kidding. Nick, yours hasn't come in yet. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it is his birthday, though. I know, but he I'm already, already, you know I'm what? Gonna, I'm going to. No, no, I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I already, okay with it. I already, I already gave him two other presents, so I figured yeah. I'd, well, I'd give you that. Your, oh, you want to spread your birthday out over. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. Gotcha. The month of Nick's birthday. Yeah. Did we decide we weren't doing that this year? No, we A are. month? Yeah. The 12 days of Nickmas? I, I feel like I, the, the night, the <laughs> fateful I, night of Corey's birthday, he decided. I, I he got, doesn't decide what I do for my birthday. 
He decides whether or not he's going to acknowledge that. He doesn't acknowledge my birthday very much anyhow. Well, there you have it. I acknowledge <laughs> it more than you so, acknowledge mine. So no change That's true. <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend. This is Oh, and Gus is there too. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Wayne has Gus with him. Nice. Wow. You are too kind. I was sending I was sending this girl a snap the other day, this chick I went to high school with. And I was down in my basement, and I'm drinking, and I was trying to take a picture of the beer. Oh, and did you get your row of Funkos in the picture? Uh, apparently. <laughs> because she writes she, she writes me back, and she goes, what are those funky popos or funky? She said something, and I was like, yeah. what? And I really had to think about it. And then I'm like, oh, my friend, I hate something he does, so of course he buys them for me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. I had this really, really nice. Super nice. Um, well, those, those are good pictures, man. I, so, I, hey, I, hey, yeah, go ahead. hey, hey, wait, wait. Mm. Yeah, Just one Jesus. quick thing. Yeah. So, Corey, do, is, is Gail in the mail to me? I was going to say that. Oh, man. I was going to say that. Yeah. I'm like, so, Todd... Uh, funny, you should, funny you should mention that because I I guarantee you, in probably the next three months they will probably have other releases of Letter Kenny. Once all four of these just fly off the shelves. Oh, they did. It, they they had the, the four Thank, last week and they were gone when we went back today. Thanks for ruining Bob's Christmas present. No, no, Gail, Gail's not a superhero. She doesn't qualify. That would come from Corey, not from me. So yeah, Todd. Once once they make the new releases, uh, you'll definitely be getting Gail. Bob, Bob, I think we know the only qualifications those toys need to have. <laughs> yep. Eventually, you'll run out of superheroes. No, no. We're living in the twenty first century, man. All right, uh, let's let's jump over to airing grievances. I think that uh, Todd, you you yes, generally sir. anchor the segment, but that Corey might have. So you got something. Also no, right? I had no. Last week was right. my only, just only the Todd one. show tonight. Okay, well, we missed you last week, buddy. Corey did his best to. Yeah, uh, I, I I took over for you, Todd. Yeah, keep things yep. moving, but uh, it's yep. you're back in the saddle, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, and first and foremost, I want to sure if in any trouble uh, by directly naming the company who I'm airing a grievance against. But uh, uh, so I'm not going to. I'm going to try not to say their name. So hopefully, if you have to edit it out, Bob, it'll be very infrequent. But okay. uh, the comp- the shipping company. Uh, with the the brown trucks, uh, they <laughs> yeah, they no one will know they suck ass. So we we recently we placed we placed an order, and I and I get that there's a pandemic going on, there's supply chain issues, but we placed an order really for some chemo chemo chemotherapy medications for our puppy, and uh, the of course we ordered expedited shipping. They shipped it, and the the thing was these knuckleheads. They would say, "Hey, you're, it's out for it's for delivery. It'll be at your house tomorrow." I'm like, "Okay, well, there's like it's a perishable item. It's on ice. It's for it's chemotherapy for our dog. So uh, tomorrow's the day." Yes. So for an entire week, these guys called and waxed uh, Marion again. Oh, it, the the driver turned back because the roads and the weather were bad. We we actually had bad weather two weeks ago. Uh, roads have been clear. Uh, long story short, uh, after a week of calling every day and every day they said them telling us that our package would be here uh, the next day. Oh yeah. And the company, because we knew that the, the first batch had perished, they shipped out a second batch uh, until yesterday, yesterday at 11 PM after calling several supervisors, Mary had to go to the Redmond Brown truck shipping company facility uh, about <laughs> okay. 45 minutes away. Uh, and pick up the packages herself. 
and drive them back home. Wow. So my my grievance is I get their issues and why things, but don't lie to people. There's no way, especially uh, in this day and age with people getting people relying on medications at home. And this was fortunately no, not not no human died. Our dog didn't die, but man, my grievance is don't don't do this to people. Be better. Brown truck driving <laughs> shipping truck company drive, yeah. be, that, that will that will remain nameless. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I I don't I think it's we're probably safe in not being not a lot of potential being sponsored by the brown truck company and their and their their subsidiaries. So, but I appreciate that you kept it on the down low, the, yep. uh, the secret identity of this this grievance that you've had. <laughs> I, I'm with you too, though, man. It's been a tough it's been a tough uh, holiday season uh, overall. I think mo- I think. Most of the time, they they did a great job, but a lot of the supply chain issues they're just they're just not they're not reacting as, as they should. And I know well, that Nick's and if you're not going to deliver, story. if you're not going to if you're not going to do it, it's okay. It's okay to say we're not going to get out to the end of the week, not because we can't get there, but just because we're behind. That would have been a much better message than every single day the same lie, and then. Finally, when she finally got someone, and even they were unwilling to do that. I mean, she stayed on the phone for hours, uh, and I was very proud of her because she she went, she mixed in being nice to get things done and berating people to the point that I was rolling on the floor laughing. She actually told one guy that he should quit his job since he didn't know geography because he was on the East Coast and didn't realize <laughs> that uh, Washington State was three hours <laughs> behind. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, maybe you shouldn't be in shipping. <laughs> so Todd, anyway, that was Todd, yeah, Todd Dillon with that, with that airing of grievance. Um, I feel like, uh, we should do a shot. Uh, do I have to? <laughs> yep. Todd's drinking a little Jack honey. Your words are like honey tonight, Todd, which is, isn't going down too smooth apparently. And it's even cold. Maybe, you know, practice makes perfect Todd. Just keep doing them. And- it, yeah. Maybe a double shot. Yeah. Lean you, into it hard. Todd. I'll get you going, I, Todd. I I swear to God to you, I literally just thought about doing one of those shots, and I got the chills. I did. <laughs> oh God, I can't even. Tony used to bring that over. Jack, honey. Oh, isn't there, well, there's some in the freezer, isn't there? There, no, there, there. Is it he, just Jack? He would bring over. Yeah, that must be Corey's. Yeah, he would bring over Jack, honey, Evan Williams, honey, Jim Beam, honey, and so I would have. Half fifths of this honey whiskey, all throughout my house. There would be one down here. There'd be one in the kitchen, and it would stay inevitably because I would. So he's like, "This is not the only thing I drink, but I like to drink it over your house because I know if I leave it, you're not going to drink it." Like, That's very <laughs> true. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, well, Todd, choke it down. I'm Cheers. ready. Cheers, Danielle. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. <sighs> Muy delicioso. <laughs> I almost couldn't drink my... Once I heard Todd go... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy. Oh. <clears throat> Going like down like medicine. smooth, smooth honey. Mm. Just add a little lemon to it and uh, pretend you're sick. Yeah. Put it in the microwave for 45 seconds. <laughs> half, oh. half, the, <laughs> half the alcohol content will evaporate. <laughs> Nothing like a hot shot of Jack honey. Yep. We've done a segment called Mixate Mashup a few times. Well, hold on, Corey, don't you have booze news? 
Uh, we're well past. We're, yeah, we already passed that. Oh, okay. Uh, mixtape mashup. We've done quite a few times where you know Nick's read off like the top uh, fifty songs from nineteen ninety six. Let's say mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about you know songs from a particular era. Uh, tonight, I wanted to just kind of take that down a little bit and not necessarily do like a a list of songs, but I um, I found a website that will let you create your own vinyl. They do a custom vinyl for you. So you can literally go there. Now, hold on. So how did Bob lose everything in life? That vinyl, custom vinyl store. Just, it's just, it's got a picture of like, like someone photo, like a, a guy and a girl, yeah. you know, superimposed onto a vinyl. Yeah. And I just envision, I just immediately envision Bob and Lori like arm in arm and then putting it on and hearing like, like him and Lori singing. What's up? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, we did this together. <laughs> so that, that's a great, that that's totally on point. <laughs> and when I first saw this, I selfish, selfishly, I'm like, can I do this for Lori? No, she doesn't listen to vinyl, doesn't have a setup, uh, and she and I don't, and then we actually had a long conversation about this today, about how she and I don't really have, as a couple, like, couple songs. You know what I mean? Songs that couples have that they, either they met, they met at a place that, you know, we heard the song and our eyes locked across the room, or we always met dance at the song, all that kind of shit. We don't have that show. Kind of, yeah. We don't have that kind of thing. I don't know if do and Daniel have that kind of thing. Oh, they have songs. shared songs or songs that, as a as a couple, you would go like, "Oh, those that's our song, babe." Yeah, we have yeah, they, one. They said that they have the chicken dance because they always do it at all the weddings they go to. <laughs> <laughs> they, they definitely, <laughs> definitely never said that. One of us is doing the chicken dance. I can tell you, it's not me. <laughs> Corey, Corey said that he finally had to learn it when he, uh, he went to. Uh, You've been to so many when weddings. he went to when he went to Boogie Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> the discotheque, fucking boogie fever. I mean, so many weddings. You must have seen it enough to like to probably be able to do it. Oh, he knows. In your sleep. I don't think any to. wedding we've ever been to, they've done the chicken dance. Yo, oh, come you on! Be fucking kidding me! No, her, her seventy her, weddings. Her family. So. No, her family has this. Their version of the chicken dance is what's the name of the song? The poultry dance. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets in a circle and does the stupid thing on the floor. Oh, uh, make me want to shout? Oh, no. Uh, the hustle? Isn't that the menorah Taking song? Taking care of business. <laughs> Taking care of business, yeah. What? That's a, oh, I a, thought you said a you couldn't dance see. to that? No, they made a dance. Oh, okay. Who, who right. did? That's, I've lost. Her entire the, the family. I've lost people in her family? Yes. <laughs> I lost interest already. So, okay. Uh, so then my second thought was, I want to make a Schnozcast record. I want a record of the Schnozcast where instead of that fucking stupid picture, our yeah. logo is there. And I got to thinking, like, as a podcast, what what music do we have as a podcast that we would determine to be, like, our stuff? Like, if all of you also had turntables, <clears throat> what would we want to put on there? And so just to kind of get started, I started writing some stuff down. Rock Lobster. It would have to be Rock Lobster. It'd have to Little be Spanish Flea. Spanish Flea. Yeah. What else? What else would you guys say? Uh, Ram Ranch. In. Ram Ranch. I wrote that down too. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if the comp- if the company will accept me uploading Ram Ranch, but I'm gonna Center- I would give it a try. Centerfield. Centerfield. I wrote that down too. <laughs> <laughs> 
I swear to God. <laughs> Corey should give it <laughs> Well, but so there's the funny and there's the not so funny, and I'm sure Corey's not too amused by center field, but I think he would acknowledge, like, that would definitely get half. There would, uh, if I had a million dollars left to be on there. Yep, that's on there, too. That, I literally wrote that down, too. Um, what else would have to be on the Schnozcast record? Uh, Good Night Saigon. I, I guess down. I was going to say some Billy Joel songs. Good Night Saigon. Yep. Um, some Dire Straits, maybe. Uh, uh, Sultans of Swing. Yep. I wrote that down, too. Oh, um, uh, what's his name? Gordon Lightfoot. Sundown. Yep. Yep. I wrote that down, too. Uh, Bob, you just say that to everything. I'm trying to open the <laughs> uh, yeah, app that convenient that, here. Yeah, it's not. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Beach Boys, um, Ceylon Sailor. Yeah. Um, I think we're starting to steer towards what Bob wants on the record now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just shut the fuck up. No. Then. You guys, I, I'm posing it to you guys. Fred, I, I don't Fred, need to Fred talk Bear. Uh, I do not have Fred Bear, but that's a really good. Yep, that gets played a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like unfortunately we're leaving Todd out here, so I got to ask Todd. <laughs> <laughs> run, run, DMC. Th- this 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 piece of vinyl is pretty full. <laughs> yeah. No, fuck that. I want I want options so that I can whittle it down. To is there a way they well, could you gotta have cash you gotta have cashmere on there then cashmere all right yeah Corey yeah this is my <laughs> all right so I think I've, I think I, I think we've run the run its course with that one is there a way that they could like melt white and black plastic melded together for the vinyl press um this company can't do that no no damn it oh hey hey Bob yeah Actually, I have two then. Okay. Let's go. You got to have Prince on there. Let's go crazy. Gotcha. Nick's very happy to hear that. Mm. Yep. He's got He's got one song he, he had to fast forward on his uh, turntable. <laughs> Can you fast forward on <laughs> turntable? They have to scratch you over. It, you spin it faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what you do with your remote spinner control. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Cashmere. Let's go crazy. Um. Oh, Fred Bear. All right. Uh, that, I think that's as far as I could take that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know if I'm going to do this at all, but I'm like, oh, that's... that. That's- what's, what's the cost on it? Um, it, it? If we're doing a single record, like not like a double LP or anything like that, but a single record, um, including the case and uploading your own graphic for like the front and back of the jacket, probably 75 bucks. That's I know. Not bad. I know something you don't have on there. It's like twice the cost of a normal single record. Well, yeah, but but you get to pick your songs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, something you don't have What's on that? there. What's that? The Fireman Jack intro. Oh, I do have that on there. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I I I started making a list and I started going through, and it was like over a couple of days where things would occur to me and I would write them down. But I'm uh, but I got three here, including Fred Bear, that I did not did not think of. Now, if we could only figure out what song you were high-stepping to. Oh, man. Only Danielle would know that. What song I was high-stepping to last weekend. I was going to say, I can't even, I, I don't know the name of the song either. Yeah. I, again, it was good enough better to get off you to, lost to the mists of time. Dan, Try to kick six feet in the air. Dan, Danielle and I were too busy making out. We didn't know. Since we have three and a half minutes left until we hit the hour mark, roughly. roughly. Oh, by the roughly, way. By the do way. you want to tell the embarrassing story of last weekend? Corey, we have as like, one we, of the we, witnesses. We have like a solid 10 minutes. By, by the way. Okay. Well, you can take your time. By the way, Bob. Yeah. My, my oven was moved. 
not surprised. So one of your thunders probably went right into it as you went to the ground. What is, what's my thunder? Your thunder thighs. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was not your, your I pinky. I think you about my calves, but that's fine. Oh. <laughs> your calves. Bob loves his calves. I, they're, they're paperweights the that weigh me down. I can't, I can't. Like little tree Back trunks. when you're in, in junior high and you have to do the float, out there and just, just float. I could, the calves would pull me out of the bottom like a stone. Couldn't do it. Corey's like, we did have 10 minutes left if you stop wasting time. Exactly. All right. So Muscles Corey, don't yeah. float. <laughs> Corey, you got to tell the story. So, uh, Todd, last weekend after we got done recording the cast, uh, we went upstairs That's as true. we usually do. Uh, started having some uh, some more drinks, listening to some music. And at one point, a, a certain song did come on that uh, Bob felt the need to start doing the can-can to. You're skipping a whole bunch of stuff. Skipping a whole bunch of stuff like uh, all of us uh, hitting the the weed vape like crazy hard. Like I've never, I probably smoked it more that well, night than I had since I. Walked. By by all of us, uh, me most, and Bob, mostly you and Bob, me and, me and Nick. Yeah, uh, That's yeah, because you can't do anything like that with work. So yeah, no, no, I did. I just didn't hit it as hard as you guys. <laughs> okay, gotcha. um, and a, a certain tune came on that that made Bob's knees uh, want to go up in the air, and. <laughs> Yeah, Bob at certain points of the night thinks he's one of the Rockettes. So <laughs> Nick and Bob were standing next to each other. And Todd, you know uh, the makeup of, of the kitchen, that little uh, yep. drink cart island that Nick has? Yep. They were standing on the side of it, and as Bob was kicking, uh, Nick was standing on the opposite side of him as the cart, and Bob had his arm around Nick as a little bit of support. And so <laughs> I, I put my hand up maybe like three feet off the ground. He goes, to, He goes like this. To, not, to, not like oh, try to. It's an audio podcast. Like, to, high five like, to, to measure like three like three feet, Todd. Yeah, to, yeah and, I'm looking. I see. And so Bob Bob kicks up and, and kicks my hand. So I'm like, oh, I think we have a game here. So I moved it up about another two feet. And Bob easily kicks that, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna do it. Easily. I'm like, I know exactly what's gonna happen I'm here. Spry, Todd. So I raised it up to probably six feet, <laughs> well over my head. It, that no one probably could have kicked unless you were fucking Jackie Chan. What were you standing on to reach six feet? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even that funny because I can clearly reach over six feet. <laughs> fucking idiots! I must, have, I, ones, must have, I must have wound up like I was a, like I was an NFL you place got, kicker. You guys were the ones that fell, not me. So fuck fuck you. I was pulled. So <laughs> I was so unavoidably detained. I put yeah. my hand up as far as I could reach, Todd. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Five there seven you or so and. <laughs> And Bob looks and just the look in his eye said, yep, I can do that. And he proceeded to try to kick that high in the air. Uh, and in doing so. And his other foot came off the ground, didn't he? Oh, completely came 100%, off the ground. 100%. And so he completely supported himself on Nick and the drink cart in the middle of the kitchen. Uh, knocking over the entire drink cart and all its contents onto Nick's kitchen floor. Uh, including the oh, drawer nice. that's underneath it with maybe 14,000 kitchen utensils. <laughs> And all the bottles smashed onto the ground. No, no, no. Oh, uh, hang on. I've, all the bottles they smashed landed on the ground. They smashed onto the ground, and yeah. only one broke. They landed on the ground. Wow. One, one was smashed. So, so you have to imagine Bob's doing this dance, and yeah. he gives me the wave like, "Ah, you can get in here," you know. So I'm like, <laughs> "Okay," you know. So I go over there, and he does this like big brother fatherly like arm around the shoulder kind of side bear hug like when he's drinking yeah. and and so now 
after hearing the story, I realized that he's completely supporting his kicks by leaning on my shoulder. And that kick, if it was in slow motion, he, you know, one foot off the ground, other foot into the air. He went flying backwards. Yeah. Somehow, um, we're assuming, attempted to grab onto me for support because I had three slash marks in my, in the, like right above my hairline like gash gashes in my in my head and i was wearing yeah. a hat so he must have like tried to grab like his hand must have came oh, off yeah. my shoulder and tried to grab at my head like as he was going yeah. down and yeah. so in that split slow motion second he also was like well i need you know nick's not going to do it for me i'm going to take him to the ground so he grabbed the handle on the drawer which of course came flying right out and Corey's right i mean there's Swizzle sticks. I mean, there's every there's a shit ton of stuff. Every, in that every kitchen utensil I have, it's it's all my cooking stuff. Right. Flew out, pulled the whole thing. I mean, that thing is heavy because it's got so much booze underneath it, and that whole thing came crashing the ground. Yeah, one like bullshit bottle that had like a quarter of of some bullshit that I don't I don't even drink. I was say we still don't even know what the bottle actually was. I remember I didn't care because it was not anything important. Um, and yep, pulled pulled me right down to the ground. The, the funnier part, well, well, and then we drove, Danielle and I drove Bob home that night, and uh, he proceeded up his porch, Todd, and did a little Scooby-Doo on the porch and nearly ate shit again, <laughs> uh, but was, a, was able to catch himself and then slowly turned around to see if Danielle and I were still sitting there in the car. <laughs> little, little, little deer on a frozen pond? Oh, yeah. yeah. And yep. sh- sure enough, we were. <laughs> Fellas, I think we I think we need to look at the bright spots of this whole story. Number one, they only, they only, only fell once. Only fell once. It was no one Nick, was hurt in Nick's station. Nobody was hurt except for Nick. Only one bottle was broken, and never fell on my porch. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't share all these sentiments because I think it was a win win all around. <laughs> I had I had a, a pretty good gash in my head, and well, bruises throughout the week that I started recognizing, and I'm like, you're getting what old. The Fuck, you're getting old. It is your birthday coming up. And I what asked, I asked Bob, and he's like, "No, I was fine. Yeah, totally fine." I'm like, yeah, because because it was like a dog in water clutching onto its owner, trying not to drown. You know, I mean, that's I, I was the owner. Apparently, I'm not sure, that's a relevant analogy. <laughs> just paws and 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 nails going everywhere, just trying not to die. That's basically okay. what it was. All right, but so, I'm like, why, I'm thinking to myself, like, why didn't he just let go of me? Let go! Don't pull me down <laughs> that, with you. That was, why? Why that did you join me at the beat. first place? For the same reason we were we were wasted. Bob, I was. It's not the same reason. Yeah. I, I joined you because you you're my known, friend. You should have known better. You should yeah, have known, you better. known better. And I didn't assume that you exactly. were going to back dive onto the floor. You absolutely should assume that. When you see Corey going like this with his hand. I did not Bob's see that. Kick this high. I didn't see that. Bob's, at all. Yeah, you. Bob's did. body at its core is just seeking leverage. That's right. <laughs> and your head got in the way. Todd, it, I, it's I, science, Todd. Todd, I will tell you the only regret it I is. had was not having my phone out and ready to see them on the ground because Bob was basically behind Nick with his legs spread out and Nick was sitting in between his legs like a little child. <laughs> and it was only for a split second. I couldn't get yeah. up. You know how heavy those calves are? <laughs> you super were stu- heavy. You were stuck They'll underneath. They'll take you them. right down to the bottom of the lake. You were stuck underneath those like Rob Bruce underneath a uh, comic book stack. <laughs> oh, dude, well played. I'm sir. telling you. Well yes. played. It was like a, a felled tree on top of my my midsection. <laughs> Get these things off of pair me. pair of trees. Yeah. So, yeah, that was last weekend. So we can only uh, imagine what this weekend's going to be like, Todd. Oh, well, we'll, let, we'll <laughs> let you know. But just, but just think how high those calves got him off the ground. 
They rocketed him yes. right up there. He he didn't. <laughs> there was he, so much momentum going up. Yeah, he didn't stick to so the, much weight throwing up. It pulled the rest of me right off the ground. Yeah. Could, couldn't well, stick to the shows landing. You have no flexibility, Bob, too, because ultimately your other leg wouldn't have come off the ground if you could have actually flexed your leg to kick the kick his hand. Well, the the thing is, is just it, it only re- clearly only required one calf, like huge calf muscle, to launch him <laughs> into the air. But the problem was, is he started to go on an angle like a space shuttle that's trying to round the moon to to kind of slingshot back into Earth. Oh, the old slingshot! And as he was going back, being so top heavy. It pulled him to the ground. <laughs> now I'm top heavy? Wait, you were just saying I was bottom heavy. No, yeah. Dude, the calves are big, but yeah. the top's bigger than the calves. Let's, oh. let's be honest. Already. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are your calves bigger than your torso? You see my calves? Like, like Popeye's arm. Yeah. Like, yeah they're way more calves. than his torso. For the record, though, my calves <laughs> yeah. are bigger than Bob's, so. Doubtful. Dude. A certain we'll someone, you, a certain someone you used mass. to know complimented my calves over years one day when we were both wearing shorts. Actually, two oh people did, God. so suck it. Oh, the gay guy at the gas oh station? The gay yeah, guy I don't the, trust them. The guy at the gas station yeah. and uh, Rhonda. Okay. I remember we were, at the, we were at the Dan Band concert, and you were very upset that she said something about my calves and yeah, not yours. I but, think I was. She also liked to, you know, fucking rub me the wrong way in that, in that way, so I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. She uh, rubbed your calves? It, I think it was just an honest statement. <laughs> All right, I'm about to reach out to her to clarify. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> hey, I know it's been a while. It's been a while, but I, I got a question for you. Hold on. She would absolutely take that call. You remember the Dan band? She would absolutely take that call. That would be pretty awesome. Would to be though? fair, though. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Even if you guys both had calves that were slightly similar in size, Bob's taller, so his calf muscles are longer. So he actually has bigger calves than you do. Bob wins. Suck it. No, he doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) So by that logic, Minute Bull's calves are bigger than Bob's? Uh, I don't know what you just, I thought it sounded like you sneezed. (laughs) No, that's that's sport. He doesn't. (laughs) He does good at sport. He's a a seven foot seven guy. (laughs) I was was honestly thinking that it was um, some sort of steer. I'm like, what is a minute bull? <laughs> like, what is that? He's a seven. He's a seven foot, seven inch tall man. Okay. So his calves are definitely longer than Bob's. Yeah. So they're bigger than Bob's. That is fair. Okay. Okay. And the guy's got freaking swizzle sticks for, <laughs> for legs. <laughs> so the longer is the is the is the the notion that drives the bigger. No, what I was saying is if if Bob's mind. and Corey's are similar in size, like in girth. Um, since Bob is taller, he wins because his calves are longer. Doesn't add up in my we may, book. We but. may have to do like some sort of a Indian leg wrestling contest to settle this story. <laughs> Let's do it. I would enjoy what? seeing Why that. Why don't you throw your legs he, up on the table right now? <laughs> yeah, no. no, no, no. See whose leg can no, break the table. No. Let's not do it now. Let's do like 10 more shots and that do it in the kitchen. Even better. Let's do it right on the kitchen floor. Game on, Corey. Yes. Right next to the drink cart. You know what? Yeah. If we knock over the drink cart when we go up there and start on the kitchen floor, what what problem solved? What, what you can't break a thing if you're already <laughs> on the floor, surrounded by everything's glass. already on the floor. Yeah, I don't um, know why we don't do this every weekend. I'm in. <laughs> Let's find a there way to drink on the kitchen floor, <laughs> laying down with straws, so we can't fall and break things. You and I will walk upstairs together, <laughs> yeah. linked arm in arm, as a as a show of communal good faith. Yes, yes. And we'll throw the drink cart down on the floor, take a bottle, smash it there, sit on the floor, <laughs> and that's how we start our night. 
It can't get worse than that. Honestly, if if I had enough, only up from there. If I had enough money, I would just have a a giant room that looks like a kitchen. Nothing works, and all the corners would be padded, like in a (laughs) nuclear house in the Alamogordo in the fifties. Sure, where they did uh, testing. I wasn't born in the fifties. I don't know. It's in this fridge. But you are aware there was a time called the fifties in which they the silicone handle that bends when you go to grab the fridge door doesn't even open. This burner won't turn on when my ass hits it. I danced right into this burner. Call that a bob-proof kitchen. All right, let's uh, let's move into gentlemen's agreement, ladies and germs. No, it's the MF and gentlemen's agreement. Oh, done. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Todd Dillon. Since we missed you last week, I want to have you go first, yes. if that's okay, man. Yes, 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 right. yes. You had to watch Amazing Grace. Uh, which was for me. I did. I did, yes. And I really liked it. I, I, I give that a solid, solid B. Uh, I'll take it. Great, great, great uh, documentary. I mean, it's the, so, what, I mean, I don't know if there's a it's spoiler. If there, the spoiler is it's, it's the docu, it's the video documenting of uh, Aretha, Aretha Franklin recording the greatest gospel album of all time. Uh, and it was meant to be uh, it was meant to be kind of a feature documentary because they had a professional film crew they had I can't remember off the top of my head now who the fa- famous director and uh, like all the best of the best from Warner right yeah was it uh, Sidney Lumet yeah so, something like that I think all right I mean, sounds huge, good huge like like I said I'm not a, I'm I'm not a behind the scenes. Uh, feature uh video fan but uh no it was a who's who of people doing it but there were so many challenges with filming it uh it got shelved basically because it wasn't even the documentary it's not like it's not the quality you would expect but it didn't matter it was it was real it was raw incredible singing you saw mick jagger was in the audience of the church uh dancing to aretha franklin uh performing and being an amazing musician it was I, if you like music, if you're a fan of music, it's a great documentary that I would highly recommend. Awesome, buddy. I'm so glad you liked it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I had heard good things about it. Uh, wanted to catch it. <laughs> and I thought, I thought you'd appreciate it. Especially, I, if, I think the last one I signed to you was that Summer Soul, right? From yep. uh, Questlove? Yep. yep. Yeah, so that's kind of the follow-up to that. Absolutely, very, 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 very good. And you, when you, and it's a who's who of people uh, passing through this church as they record this thing, and just again with all the technical difficulties, just uh, amazing. Uh, Aretha Franklin was uh, an amazing performer. Corey, yes. Uh, speaking of Aretha, what uh, <laughs> what Corey and I have a little different opinion of her. She's a great, great performer and, and great singer. That's for sure. Uh, but we knew her at a slightly personal level, and she was a diva by every every ounce of the definition. Uh, what was her name? Her her alias? It was her sister in law's name. I always forget it. What the hell was it? Uh, well, I, I'll find it here. Wasn't it like it? It was like Brittany something, or it started with a B. I know that much. Yeah, it was like Brittany Cummings or something like that, and that was what. 
like if she would go to the hospital or something that she would register herself. Sure, sure. So that people wouldn't, yeah, mob her. And uh-huh. well, and again, I know in, in in Detroit lore, she's famous for not paying her bills and for being a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, if you're a fan of music, true. The one thing that's really interesting about her is, and with all as with singers, typically they get a little bit worse as they get older. They're not, they aren't able uh, to perform at the same level. I think one of the my one of my favorite artists. Uh, Phil Collins is, is not even a shadow of his former, former self, mm-hmm. but Aretha Franklin could sing uh, till the day she, that she died. And then, and just, again, even if you're, if you're not religious, just listen to the, she performs in this video and it is moving. Uh, whether you, whether you're religious or not, whether you d- don't like gospel music or not, you can't deny that God gave her an amazing talent, uh, which is why she's the queen of soul. Right. Well said, my friend. <laughs> I can't, I got nothing. Um, all right. So I, I always go last, so I'm not going to do that this week. I'm going to take my pick right now. I had to watch last resort from Nick. Uh, so last resort, there was a bit of a kerfuffle when it was assigned to me because there's like 27 last resorts on a Netflix. Some of which are old school eighties, softcore porn films. Yeah. Uh, That's what I thought it was, but it turns out this was not that this was, done in 2000 yep so it's a 22 year old movie and once i clarified with nick which last resort it was i started watching i'm like oh it's on amazon prime and it's free so i got it and so i started watching this thing and i at first i'm like what the fuck man it looks like it looks like something that that was filmed in like the late 70s on like old shitty cameras and it's the Four by three, it's not a widescreen at all. It's a. I'm trying to think because I feel like I've seen it. It looks like it looks like somebody shot it with their phone, and it was a shitty phone. It was like a, you know, iPhone four, <laughs> if there was such a thing. And they just kept moving it around, and it, and it was like shaky cam. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be horrible. Do I even want to watch this? Is there any way I can get out of watching this? And I quickly determined that there wasn't, so I I kept going. So. Quick synopsis, it's about a lady and her child from Russia who fly to Great Britain. They fly to London to meet her fiancé, and they're supposed to be married, but he never shows. He ghosts them at the airport, so she has to, after like 24 hours, she has to claim asylum in order to stay in the country because she wants to see him, she wants to connect with him, but and they, wanna, they want her to just fly back, but she's like, well, I'm going to claim asylum then. And part of it is her, she speaks English, uh, her son speaks English, but it's broken enough to where there's some things that are lost in translation. So when you claim asylum in London, they take you to this area where it's down in this particular um, little, t- little village uh, in London, and they put, them all, they put all the asylum seekers up in this like high-rise apartment. And it's right by like a, uh, like a carnival area with a little tiny shitty roller coaster and uh, an arcade. And so she's trying to figure out what to do. She doesn't really have a ton of money and she's trying to cut through the red tape, the bureaucratic red tape to, to figure out how she can get to London. And she's trying to call this guy who's never really picking up the phone. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is going to be like a C minus at best. (laughs) And then Patty Considine comes in the, comes into the picture and I think you even 
mentioned his name last week. And I know because I was listening to the audio from last week's episode because I had to put it up. And you called him Patty Kozdadine. Yeah. And I didn't know who that was. But when he showed up, I'm like, I know that fucking guy. That's Patty Constantine. And and it happens that I'm starting season three of Peaky Blinders. Uh-huh. And that's where Patty Constantine comes into Peaky Blinders. And he's a fucking badass. And even though this is, you know, this is like Peaky Blinders from 2017, 2018. And this is like back in 2000, like 18 years previously. I know who that fucking guy is. And immediately I'm like, all right, I'm in. This guy's going to save the fucking movie because he he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit. He became the part of the movie that really uh, brought it back for me. So the two of them, the the Russian lady and her husband, he ends up developing a relationship with them to the point where there's a, it's like a unrequited, he's kind of like a sad sack, got a few problems, but he's uh, he's in love. and But he doesn't really know how to express it. So uh, Nick, I got to give it a, I got to give it a, a minus. Wow. And and part of it is because a lot of it was a lot of it was in English, but some of it was some of it was in Russian and it reminded me of the movies that and I took eight years of French in school and I had to watch so many fucking French films that just in the course of trying to get my degree, you this is the kind of movies that you watch. It was basically like a cinema verite, like this is just a slice of life for these three people. And what they're kind of going through. It doesn't mean that there's going to be a lot of action. It doesn't mean that there's going to be a lot of um, uh, happy endings or resolutions to anything that they're doing. But the one thing I'll say about this movie that sh- hopefully you'll check it out is I've never seen a, a movie in the last 20 years that does a better job of you don't realize that they're acting. Yeah, it seems realistic. Yeah, it seems like this is actually happening and there's just a guy with his phone just walking around following them and they don't even know he's there. It, it's so realistic. There's no pretense in anything they're doing. It was really kind of a joy to watch these actors just go through the story, but it doesn't look ever like they're acting at all. It Very almost looks natural. like a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. So a minus for me. So a fun fact, nice. fun fact about the movie. I'm glad you liked it <clears throat> that I didn't know when I watched the movie. So uh, if you happen to wait for the credits to roll, you will see Michael J's name in the credits. Holy shit. Of the movie. Um, he catered the entire movie. Holy shit. Um, the apartment complex that they shot at was about a stone's throw from the coast of a like affluent area where he had this three-story house on the coast. And he would literally just drive right down there and cater. He said he worked like seven days a week for five months or however long it was. And uh, he said that that lead actress, the Russian girl, would, uh, Dina, um, it's like don't look at me, Pe- Pevron, Pevron or something yeah. like Popov. that. He, he's he's like, <laughs> yeah, Pop- that's what it was. Pop- he's Pop- like, oh my god, she would not stop texting me all the time. Get off oh. your high horse, Mike. She wasn't after you. And I was like. I was now that I'm thinking about like 2000, were were we texting? Yeah, Mike. No. Was, Mike yeah. wasn't texting anybody in 2000. Wasn't I wasn't texting, texting anybody in 2000. Unless you had a Nextel, right? Nextel you was two way people. Yeah, that was it. There's but no, there's no texting. He did say that. Um, he's like, oh. you get old, and sometimes your mind. He kinda... goes. He goes that that little kid. What a little shit. 
He's oh, like, the Russian kid? That little kid. Oh, my God. He's like, he was he was a good kid, but he was a kid, you know, and he was just always fucking around. And Just tell me that he actually got to meet Patty Constantine. The guy? Yeah. So he said, um, so the guy is the the girl, the guy that you're talking, the guy that she met at the place with yeah, the arcade, who, right? Yeah, who worked at the arcade. He was the bingo caller. Oh, He's yeah. the one who fell in love with her. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, that guy's a douche. <laughs> I said, really? What the fuck? All right, I gotta talk to Mike. He goes, he goes, he just and and you're you're gonna love this. Okay. He goes, he's just I don't know. We we just didn't have the same interests and Yeah, you're a chef. He's an actor. And he goes, Let let me just tell you this. He was kind of an ass, but all he fucking cared about, he was a huge collector of Star Wars figurines. <laughs> He goes, he would talk about it all the time. He's not my new favorite actor. Fucking Patty Constantine. I love you, man. So Mike, I know you're watching. Bob's new best friend. I know you're watching, Patty. Mike said, he goes, he's a good actor. He's like, you might recognize him and stuff. He said, but. Oh, yeah. He said, as a person, he's like, not that, not that great. Piece of shit. He goes, he goes, Christ. He goes, but I'll show you right now. He goes, uh, he has these old phones all over his house, like all these old cell phones. And he's like, I, in one of these, in one of these cell phones, he goes, "I've got her phone number still." He's like, "We can oh, call." Yeah, I'm sure it's exactly the same number as it was. <laughs> I said, well, years ago." I said, "Well, Mike, she's married now," and I said, "But she is worth about four million. If you want to reach out to her, he's like, yeah, I might plug one of them in one of these days and just reach out so, to her." Okay. Has she been in anything big well, that we would know? I I pulled up her picture. Okay, and I I thought she still she, looks pretty she, pretty she good. Was, she was a, a fairly attractive woman. Yeah, playing. A, he, he goes. He goes, oh, she's become quite a tub, hasn't she? He's like, she's really put on the weight. And I'm like, I love how Mike is the first to shit all over every other person and their physical appearance. Yeah. And but he he like, told really? he told me really? after I watched the movie and after I assigned it to you. Yeah, we'll make you know make sure you tell Bob to watch the credits because my name's. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that before? I'll go back and watch him now. Yeah, I, I like, had no idea. I'm like that is super cool though, but that's it's cool that you didn't taint well, it with the, yeah, that knowledge. Exactly. I didn't need to know that his name is the credits. <laughs> I did say taint. Oh. Apparently, I shocked I didn't that taint. Shock the taint. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and you should. We should also shame shame Mike. Oh, 100 percent. Well, here's here's why. Because of his body shaming. I, I was I was gonna say no, Todd. <laughs> even worse, Todd. You don't even. My boy, my boy, Patty has Asperger's syndrome, dude, and he's got another. Another issue that actually uh, affects his ability to interact with other human beings. Maybe Mike didn't know that. Well, exactly. that, that but he even, bad-mouthed him. That makes him even cooler in my book because it's got to be pretty fucking hard to be an actor yeah. with Asperger's. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can't think of a worse job you could have for pretty, profession than an actor. Pretty easy, Bob. Pretty easy. Yeah? I feel like after enough of those shocks <laughs> that you'd have your own Asperger. <laughs> Asperger. But Ooh. oh, there you go! Ah. Saved. I thought that was pretty cool, though. Yeah, no, great, great movie. Um, what the hell else was I going to tell you about that? Um, oh, so Patty Constantine was also in. I don't know if you're an Edgar Wright fan. If anybody out there, Todd, know who Edgar Wright is, but he did World's End, Hot f- Hot Fuzz. He did what? He did all the uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost those movies, uh, the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, it's like uh, Sean, Sean, Sean of, of the, Sean dead. the Dead, Hot Fuzz, okay. Hot Fuzz, okay. World's End. He was he was in at least two of those three movies. Well, play your cards right. Maybe I Mike will introduce you. Good dude. Good dude. You hear? 
What's that? You're going to introduce me? I said, maybe if you play your cards right, Mike will introduce you. No, it doesn't sound like Mike's on any <laughs> kind of speaking terms with any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, Nick, you had uh, the Wolf of Wall Street from Corey. I did. So I stayed out at Mike's one night this week because it uh, just the back and forth after oh, a busy week. You got to tell me what Mike's what Mike's feedback was when you told him what you had to watch. He said, "Oh, that's awesome! I love that movie." Oh, okay. Yeah, surprise. So he, I figured he'd seen it. He he stood in the kitchen and uh, smoked like a steam engine while while I watched it. Um, I, I loved it. It was it was a great nice. movie. It was, it was a, it was a fantastic movie. You realize I, this is like the fifth, sixth, or seventh. Is it the sixth or seventh? I, great review I've gotten. Well, you keep crowing about them and tallying them. So yeah, I'm yeah, but, but dude, this one, this one was kind of like it. This was just a, a little lob that I, 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 dude, I knew I was going to knock dude, out of the first. Park. Yeah, first of all, if you pick uh, movies with huge name actors that were huge, hugely successful movies, and give to the guy that hasn't seen anything. Chances are the guy's probably gonna like it. I, I said I, I, this was this was a one uh, a slow pitch right down the middle. Yeah, I well, mean, I want to know what. Okay, so tell what are your thoughts about the movie? Um, I I loved I loved the um the way it was shot. I I loved the i the idea that you know every now and then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio breaks away and talks to the camera, um, as you were you know a part of the of the audience. I like I really enjoy, um. Like with video games and things like that, I I tend to I, I like stuff that's fantasy. If I know going into it, this is going to be fantasy. But hold on, hold on I got to interrupt you here yeah. for a second. Where did you watch it? What streaming service? Um, because that's been on Paramount, the Paramount Network, for the last like three weeks in a row. Well, I had to buy it. Um, Good because the Paramount Network cuts out all of the profanity. Oh yeah, that no, there there, there were there was. Tits and bush all over the place. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just wanted to check. You saw the right version. I, yep. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. And it was in 4K, so that was awesome. Than I noticed it was a little sticky down here. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Here. I watched <laughs> it. Here. Mike's, <laughs> yeah. Mike's kitchen's a little sticky. Those those pajama pants were hard to get off. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So it was it was awesome. I mean, um, if you didn't like it for the storyline, which I did, um, you're gonna like it because of the eye candy. I mean, all throughout the whole movie. There's TNA all over the place, um, so that was awesome. But I I love the fact that it was, a, it's based on a true story. I think that's, I can get more invested in things. Um, I, I certainly understand how Corey loves documentaries, because I can get drawn into them myself because it's realistic. You know, it's something that you you feel like you can reach out and touch, um, and right. so that's why I enjoy based on true story movies. Um, you know, the, the highwaymen thing, things like that, that actually happened in history. So it's, it's super interesting. Um, and especially if you don't know the guy going in, you get to kind of watch what happens in his life. I mean, it's different if you know the premise, you know, um, but, but I thought it was super cool the, the way they did it and, um, the way, you know, he started out at, you know, a huge, huge investment firm and, you know, went down to the shitty place and made it his own and then grew his own company. And it, it was really cool. And I, and I liked the way it ended. Um, I don't know if I was expecting him to get locked up eventually. I, I kind of figured that that's the way it was going to go. I'm like, you can't get around the government that long. <laughs> like it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, one of the favorite scenes was uh, 
him on his yacht with the FBI agent. I can't believe you didn't see the teddy bear scene. The what? <laughs> the teddy bear scene. What teddy bear scene? I don't remember. Oh, the, the camera in the... in the teddy bear. Oh, I mean, I'm talking about from a movie standpoint, like actually. You don't well, have to play I can, toy with us. Dude. I can watch porn all day long. I mean, that was awesome. And it was cool the way he, you know, let the security guards in on it, you know, and, but, uh, say hi to Rocco and Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> but no, as far as like the actual storyline goes. Yeah. All right. But in all seriousness, were you a fan of DiCaprio as an actor before this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I don't, uh, obviously, but some I people aren't, I don't see a lot of, I, I really, I like DiCaprio. Um, I like, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, I, I think he's a really good actor. Um, I wasn't expecting, um, what's his face from Superbad? Oh, Joan Hill. Wasn't expecting him, and I thought he did a really great job um, of uh, kind of breaking down that fourth wall kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, especially with his voice. It sounded like he really did something to his voice, like it was really raspy. And I'm like, how is he? Like, I feel like he needs to clear his throat, like, the whole movie. He was like, what you know, like, he he suspended disbelief. And yeah. and you you weren't thinking of, oh, it's the kid from Superbad. Like, you started falling into this character, like, that he was falling into. And and you were, it was, it was becoming believable. You forgot he was Jonah Hill, which I liked. Because I haven't seen anything that he's done that's been serious. Oh, okay. That's the first series, really. Yes, Jonah okay. Hill. Anything serious? I mean, and Leo Leo DiCaprio. I mean, he's great. You know, yeah. he's you've seen Titanic. You've seen all the movies. I mean, he's he does a great job. And with, with Jonah Hill in that too, like, it, yeah, like it, it was a comedic role, but the, it it was serious in the fact that clearly that was part of the, the the actual story, and and he had a friend such as that. Um. So yeah, as crazy as his character was, uh, it. it for him to take that on, and uh, and I think that the the lead up to it when uh, DiCaprio jo- uh, Jordan Belfort's character is talking about uh, you know he had these phosphorus white teeth and these uh, turtle uh, shell rim, you know rim glasses or whatever mm-hmm. like that set the stage for what he was gonna be, and I, I yeah. think I think he played it very well. He did. Um, they didn't make it very apparent on the time frame, which I don't know if they said it in the beginning. Or there was something at the bottom that said, you know, September nineteen eighty nine. Nineties. I I think I think what they did with they never gave an actual specific date or, no. or time frame. It should no. be on on the screen like a lot, a lot of other movies do. I think how they incorporated that was just the the dress, uh, how everyone their what their styles were. It was the cars they were driving. It wasn't like hit you over the head obvious. No, yeah, it, it was. It, it was. You weren't more, like, oh, bell bottoms. All right, it's the seventies. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, like, it, it was. It was just about the the overall setting of yeah. what they were wearing. Like I said, the cars they had, all that. I kind of liked it. I mean, you kind of had to discover it. Um, but I, I will okay. say another another favorite scene that I had was when they, uh, when they OD'd on the old school quaaludes. I I, <laughs> I was gonna wait until you were done because that's the scene that that's that's the scene I think that probably won him the Oscar. I mean, that was. Oh, just, I'm sure. 
it was just hysterical. With the two of them like fighting each other yeah. over in the kitchen over the phone. So what do you say? He's like, I, I found a whole new a whole new level or whatever of that I didn't even know I could yeah, get to. Yeah, the drooling phase yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. But I thought it was hysterical that he's like, God, that's. I can't believe I made it. Car's still intact. I'm still intact. Like, and then <laughs> yeah. the, the officers, he's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, and he looks at the car. I'm like, "Okay, that that seems that's oh too familiar with many things that we've done." You know, we'd be like, "Oh, it was a great night last night." Oh, do you remember knocking over the table? You know, like, well, and in in that same aspect too. Like again, like with that that Lambo that he had, that was clearly like a, a late '80s Lambo. So exactly, it's, I knew from that. It's you know. placing it kind of like in the early '90s. Yep. So I gotta ask you to close this out before we move on. Um, so you've now seen Goodfellas, Raging Bull. You've seen The Departed. Um, I think that's. I think that's it. Um, and then finally, now Wolf of Wall Street, all directed by Scorsese. Okay. So any, I feel like you can give your thoughts now for as a director, like his style of movie, how he puts the movie together, the shots the the way that it's shot how how he how he assembled the whole thing what are your thoughts on that yeah i have a it's it's very it's starting to become recognizable okay um i don't know if i'm to the point where i could watch a movie um you know before going into it blindfolded or in the middle and say oh this is a scorsese not that you'd ha- not that you'd have to necessarily under uh, be able to identify oh that's a scorsese picture as much as like if I told you, hey, there was a new Scorsese film coming out, is is it the kind of thing now we're having seen for? I least, think so. Yeah, that you would go like, oh, I'll I'll give it a shot. I really like. Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely, because I I've enjoyed the things that I've seen. So, okay, awesome. Which brings us to Corey. Oh, it's me. Yeah, you had the Matrix. Yeah, I did, buddy. Uh, from you. <laughs> A minus. Always a good start. Uh Always a good start. Now, Uh before you say a word, I have been told that this was a horrible pick for you. And I said, I think so too, but I got to give it a try because I know he hasn't seen it. I think that I owe it to him and to everyone to assign it to him. Why do you think it's bad? And I I was told. I think so too. (laughs) I was told. I think that's a horrible pick for him too. Corey, I need you to watch the I was told that uh, Corey hates anything science fiction. And he hates uh, anything with subtitles. And although there weren't any overt subtitles in here, there was a lot of mumbling. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I don't know. And he, and like, he hated Blade Runner. Who's to say he's going to like The Matrix at all? So, what'd you think? With all that, Corey? Yeah. yeah. It was... It was a good movie in the sense that it had good action, a lot of great action scenes. Um, the, the downside just being the sci-fi aspect of it. It, it, dude, it, it that was, it's like the epitome of sci-fi. It's fair. And 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 that's that's what really kind of made it hard for me. Um, you know, e- even after all the action-packed stuff, like there there was, you know, fifteen minutes here, twenty minutes there that. Yeah. It was just it, it was all so wrapped around sci-fi that it, it was it was even like hard for me to even like focus on. It. I was like, okay, I would, let's just get through this part to the the next action scene. Um, again, for, 
it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I I I I know it's a classic. I'll take and, it. I'll take that. That's a no, way it, better it, than I thought it was. It, it's 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 a good movie, and it's um, it's meant for a certain person though. And that, like I said, I I don't I don't care for sci-fi like that. So, still a great movie, but you have to be into that kind of that kind of genre to to really like it. The the sad part, a couple takeaways for me is I I really like the Matrix. Um, I like the cerebral a- aspect of the movie. Um, I would say the epitome of sci-fi would be. Star Trek or something like that, where there's made up beings okay. and aliens and things I, like that. I, I, you know I see what, what mean? you're saying. I, I'll, I'll I'll correct that then by saying the epitome of sci-fi for the 2000s. Yeah, that, um, that was like to to me like that was. Yeah, I think it was 99. It was right yeah, at that, that cusp of that was like the the new age of sci-fi. Yeah, like let's try to mix in some reality with like because like obviously Star Trek's just it, that's out there. It's not a. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no crossover between reality and the sci-fi. With the Matrix, there's a huge crossover, obviously, between sci-fi and reality. That's that's the the whole basis of the movie. So like that part, like I get along with. But like I said, it was the those huge, such big sci-fi aspects that I'm like, ah, it's just it's just not me. So so the funny thing is is uh, two things. One, um, there's been a lot of um, some articles written recently. Um, that actually say that we are going into this downward spiral of becoming uh, like this matrix mindset of, you know, 10, 15 years down the road that we, people are not going to be attached to their phone, but this like metaverse kind of mentality that they're going to be so ensconced that they're going to like throw away their everyday lives and just be doing this all the time. Similar and, to what the matrix yeah, is. That's, that's exactly what the matrix is. Basically. And, and I think it's been a theme of this podcast for the last 150 episodes, <laughs> killer robots, uh, the metaverse. I think, I think we've been and there's, acknowledging that pretty cleanly. There's also a lot of like world renowned physicists that have theories that we are in a simulation right now. That they can yeah. prove in their own mathematical way, like that, right. you know. So, have you guys been hitting the weed vapes? No, no <laughs> not yet. But, but for me, so it, I feel like <laughs> this is odd. something that could potentially happen in the future. So it doesn't seems that sci-fi to me. Maybe that's why I'm sitting out with my chickens. You fuckers have pulled me into the vortex. <laughs> Go have some of that honey. <laughs> Maybe there's a chicken matrix, Todd. <laughs> exactly, chicken matrix. Go turn the. Would, I feel like Todd would be Morpheus in the T- Chicken Matrix. Todd, you need to drop some, drop some acid and go sit in that chicken coop and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I, th- Dude, I, I think I could tell you. I could tell you that would freak me out like nobody. And then business. post it on TikTok. These <laughs> nuts thirty two thirty two. Everybody go and watch it. Exactly. Dude, I'll that, be the first acid one. Acid and chickens. That's, that's do not mix. That's a game winner right there. Yeah. I, Todd, I think you forgot to uh, turn off the fountain and fluff the fainting couch in the chicken coop, so you might want to go do that. <laughs> All right, so if you had to give it a grade, a Todd Dillon grade, which I'll, I'll only do if Todd's on the podcast. If I had to give it a, a Todd Dillon grade? Yeah, because you know Todd would. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> but see, but I, could ta- I could take it. I could take it. I, I I'll give it a, a C minus only because okay. like, like I said the, the 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 things I don't personally like. Again, yeah. it, not not that it's a bad movie by any means. Yeah, it's just what what I personally like. I so. I I remember Blade Runner getting an F plus, so I will <laughs> gladly take a C minus oh, for the grade. Yeah, yeah. Blade Blade Runner was fucking terrible. Yeah, 
So Corey, there would, you go. Would but you I, but I think I would take that to mean that like the Matrix Reloaded, which would be the next Matrix movie, probably <laughs> probably not one that I would assign to Corey myself. Mm, no. Not to say that you guys are it's off limits. Like Nick and Todd, if you really so desire, totally your call. You never know. See how uh, upset you make me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, new assignments for next week. Um, we have got, here's what we got. Uh, I have Nick. Nick has Corey. Oh, Come on. What? You always get Nick. I, I don't always get Nick. Didn't I just you assign you to Amazing Grace? And I assigned the you Matrix to Corey? What the fuck, man? Don't second guess me, Todd Dillon. Uh, I have Nick. Right. Nick has Corey. Corey has Todd. And Todd has me. Always. I like it. All right. Uh, anybody want to <laughs> go first? Otherwise, I can jump in. I always have to ask Corey like uh, 17 different movie titles. And he's like, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I, I'm seen gonna, it. Same thing with Bob. And he's going to get Bob. He's seen everything on this. Side. Hey, Bob. So I'll go first if, it, if nobody's yeah, ready. Yeah, go ahead. Have you seen 13 Hours? Who's in it? Is that uh, the, Krasinski? Uh, you don't know who's in what you're trying to assign me? Yeah, that's Krasinski. I don't. I don't th- it's not about the actors. It's it's Krasinski the, and the the, the um, Benghazi. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've, yeah. Yes, I've seen it. Yep. Okay. Then I'm gonna have to go to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go to uh, a Corey backup then uh, of a documentary. Then, have you seen Evil Genius? I have not seen Evil Genius. Good call, there buddy. You go. There you go. All right, I got it. Corey, did you say you saw Looper? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? Because <laughs> we all had a big chuckle over you leading with that last week, and then you got upset because I said I'd seen it. Because you said, oh, I watched four movies this week, but I didn't contact any of you fuckers to find out if you watch them, and now that you have, I'm really upset. That's how last week it went. Yeah. And then you led with Looper again this week. Because I, <laughs> I don't have a big uh, arsenal here. I know, I know you don't. So uh, leading with... can't help the size of your arsenal. <laughs> Yeah. God loves your arsenal. I love your arsenal. Your small your small arsenal is also in the running for episode title of the, of the week. <laughs> All right, I I have Nick though. Um Nick, I think with uh, with you having seen Wolf of Wall Street, I think a really good follow-up for that, since I could literally pick any movie under the sun, but this is actually on my list, mm-hmm. Moneyball. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh that's, a, that's risky. I like it. You know what? That's, that, I'm all about taking risks, that, bitch. That is very that's risky. risky. I like it. I'll, I'll take the risk. Hey, I think it's a good movie. and It is a good movie. What Nick does and does not like should, not, should be able to tran- transcend. Should be able to be transcended by the movie yeah, itself. Yeah. I know. I, I think I've asked Corey yes. this before. Corey, you've seen House of Cards? Yes. The uh, Todd, uh, Todd actually assigned it to me. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yep. The, you're talking about the U.S. Kevin Spacey House of Cards? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I had to keep looking. All right. Uh, I got. I got you, Todd. Um, this is stemming from a, another documentary. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I can't remember the the exact name of it. Uh, but there, there was a part of it that we discussed about WeWork, and there is a full documentary called WeWork on Netflix, and it's it's just about that company. Okay, 
Right, I'll watch that. I can smell yeah, the ex- generation. Generation Hustle was what you said. Yes, Generation. Before. Yes, yes, yes. I can smell the excitement in his voice upon hearing. No, it's over. actually very, very interesting. <laughs> All right, Nick, you want to? Uh, nope. We we can move on. Yeah, and, keep going. And, I'll think of something. Well, no, that, you're the last one. So, so yeah, you just said we can move on. So that would be we're going to move into. Yeah, we can move into that. You also have to read this. So. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So for this uh, installment of Nick's existential question of the week, the question I pose to you all, this is actually a hybrid, uh, not necessarily from the book, but um, kind of what was in my mind and also what I saw in the book. So this week's existential question. Shh is going to be um, if you had to go to a deserted island and you could be on the deserted island with either one person and no supplies or by yourself with three months worth of supplies, which would you choose and what person would you choose? So my choices are go with one person and then tell you the person and no supplies or go by myself with three months of supplies. Correct. By myself, three months of supplies. Okay. Same. Yeah. That'd be the same for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't like people. I go years without talking to you. You both have significant others, by the way. Nope. Doesn't matter. Not when we're on a deserted <laughs> island. I need supplies. Wow. I mean, I might have to start. For three months. Uh, and being you're, a and cannibal. You're relying on your own cunnings and wily. Yeah, I don't have cunnings. Poor and Danielle is yeah. at home worried, thinking you're dead. <laughs> no, I'm alive on a deserted island by myself. She's comfortable. She's got food, she shelter, be, water. She could be there with She'll you. She'll be fine. I'm not picking. Hey, I'm ready. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Uh, I'll take the other person because I don't want to go insane talking to myself. Plus, I want to have a fail-safe. People to bounce ideas off of to get off. Guess what, Todd? Deserted you island. don't have to talk to so yourself. You can keep quiet grills. and say a fucking word. That's so funny. Bear grills. Todd, that's exactly my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the other guy? The, the anti-Bear grills guy. He did a whole Marshawn bunch of shows. Marshawn Lynch? No. <laughs> I saw Marshawn barely survive with Bear Grylls. He's an outdoor like, survivalist he's the guy. Who, the opposite of Bear Grylls? Bear Grylls is the like opposite. a flashy, you know. Oh, you want like a dirty, uh, just uh, the, the, the Duck Dynasty guys. No. <laughs> oh, I know who you're thinking of. Go ahead. Because um, I can't. You guys are you guys are thinking of uh, Goose Broiler? <laughs> Goose Broiler. <laughs> I, I, I was I was <laughs> I was trying to come up with a good name and I couldn't. Goose uh, his cousin's Teddy Fryer. Oh, yeah. I wish I could think of this dude's name. He does a survival. He's like show? a Canadian guy. Jesus yeah. Christ. For years he did. <laughs> Josh Gates? No. (laughs) Turkey Roaster. (laughs) (laughs) Are are you thinking of Survivor? No, not Survivor. No, Survivor Man. What was his name? Uh, Les Stroud? Yes, Les Stroud. Thank you. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dave Gilkey. (laughs) No, those are two words I will not utter. 
I'm still not saying them. <laughs> yeah, Les Stroud was like Bear Girls was flashy. Bear Girls would have like celebrities on the show, but Les Stroud would go out by himself out to the wilderness and document with the same way the cameras. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Now, now that I looked up his image, yeah, I know. It, Thank you for it. Was really going to bother me all night long if I couldn't remember that yeah, name. So uh, I appreciate you, that. You're welcome, buddy. Or at least until the moment where he stopped remembering things five uh, minutes ago. Yeah, which would have been very, now. very soon. <laughs> very soon. <laughs> uh, Corey, did you see Dances with Wolves? Yes. Damn it! <laughs> Watched that in like eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> so did everybody answer that question oh, here we go Corey watched the grand tour I feel like I, I watched I, it I know I've, I feel like I've already watched it though why, that, that, why do you, you feel, feel like, like yeah. you've already watched it well it's been discussed 17 times on the show right? so you've, Seven, you've no, heard it discussed Bob, you haven't watched no, it Bob's the only one that's been assigned it yeah that is true I just I, take the grand tour okay that's fine I'll take it feeling he's not gonna watch it and you'll like it yeah no, I just, I I just think, went. I went back and listened to Bob's review, and I just uh, changed a couple things. And I mean, not, I mean, not off to you. Now I don't have to watch it. Hats off to you if you want to go that route because that's pretty inventive. Uh, I, I would. Hats let, off to him. I just thought of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying if he. You came pointed up with a great that. job, Corey. That was that was very inventive. Thinking. <laughs> you know how much work would be he involved hasn't said in doing a word. That? <laughs> it would it'd be easier for him just to sit there jerking off in the bathroom with it in the background, Corey. I jerk off in the living room. Wherever. Okay. Danielle, you're a, it's, it's hell, usually, hell, of a hell, usually, hell of a fiance. Usually all over Danielle's pillow while she's at work. <laughs> wow, you I really mean, got a chuckle the, out of that way, one. The way he crop dusted her earlier, I, I would not oh, put that past him. I would require him to be awake all night. He's not awake enough to do that. Was the Pillow response. seems a little firmer. All right. I can so do it in my sleep. Did you, so I know Todd did, but you had the same answer. Are you going with Bear Grylls? You bring in Bear Grylls? Yes. Okay. Or Goose Broiler. What? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's stick with Goose Broiler. Okay, let's let's close it out with let's close it out with pick of the week then. Um, I'll go first. You should go first. All right. So for pick of the week, I'm gonna go with uh, my new smart lock that I just got for Christmas. It's a it's like a thumbprint uh, smart lock. It's it's called uh, the company called Smone S M O N E T. Um, it was originally like $399. Uh, as Corey knows, it's got good reviews. Um, actually it's on Amazon right now. It's down 63%, um, for one forty nine, and they have a $20 off coupon. Um, it has uh biometrics, uh, finger or thumbprint. Um, it's got a, um, a flat screen keypad that you can touch, it comes with three small half dollar size um, rectangle key fobs that you can assign to different people and it attaches to keychains. Um, also, the small circular front plate on the front with a paper clip or whatever can pop off and you can put a hard key into it <coughs> if it dies. Um, and they also give you four hard keys. So you got the keys, you got the keypad, you got biometrics, um, battery backup, super easy to install, um, and it has an audible voice on it as well. So when you go to lock the door, it says, door locked. And uh, it, it's just really cool. It's, it's worked. I've, I've installed a few smart locks and um, had some issues with the 
um, with the actual bolt going into the door and it, and it like a misfire kind of thing. And this has not had any, and it works really well. So, oh, it's also uh, compatible with Alexa. Awesome. Nice. Uh, Todd, you got something? You got a pick? I do. I do. I, I, uh, the, my pick of the week is, uh, BLX brand, uh, wireless Bluetooth earbuds. Uh, I bought these not because I wear, I don't normally wear earbuds or earpieces. I actually was buying, looking for wireless earbuds for Mary. She wanted something where she'd work out, uh, listen to music, answer her phone, the whole works wireless, uh, and uh, so I stumbled upon these, and I ended up actually when I ordered them, I thought I got ripped off because, uh, like the company that sent me the thing saying your order is processed was a different name than the, the name of the brand of the the headphones. But eventually they showed up. I actually ordered a three pack because they were originally forty nine ninety nine a piece, uh, and I ended up getting a pack of three for eighty nine ninety nine. So I have three sets of them. They they are indeed waterproof. When I was shoveling the other day, they one of them fell out of my ear into the snow and was wet with sweat and snow and popped it back in my ear. No big deal. Sound quality is amazing. Uh, the I think the only gripe, and I think it's probably less them and more me, is uh, one of them doesn't fit sit in my ear very well. But I think it's because they have a. I guess the knock would be they have a, only a one uh, earpiece. So if your ear does is, I probably have the ear canal. It's a little bit narrower than the other. Uh, so, so one of them comes out every now and again, but, uh, otherwise they are fabulous. They work Makes great sense. for phone calls. The microphones work really, really well. Mary couldn't tell that I wasn't on my handset when I had them in my ears. Uh, they're not, they're small. Uh, the only, I guess, and they have like five and a half hours of uh, full-time runtime without a charge. Todd, I, to, to, to supplement that your pick, um, I'm going to send you a link on Amazon for memory foam, uh, ear tips that I, I purchased yeah. several of them. And cause I, I have the same issue with my ear canals. Uh, a lot of things fit very weird. One is smaller than the other. Uh, the, the right side is a little bit, a little bit bigger. Actually it's, it is weird, but it, it that's how your body is. Uh, but these, it's how your body is <laughs> the, the memory foam. Here's ear tips. my left one that falls out too. So, so far he's two for two. Dude, I, I'm telling I, I have them on the headphones I use here on the, the podcast. The ones I use at work, uh, they're they're absolutely phenomenal. So I'll send you that link. Thank you. Todd's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't want to look at it, that's fine. No, you just didn't. No, no, I'm in. I'm in. I got my audio technique is on now. I can hear good. Speaking to my good ear child. Corey, if you if you Corey, if you got a pick, would you mind if I went first so you can close it out with yours? Yeah, I've had it. Okay. Uh so this is gonna be a little bit of a different pick, which I I like because typically we do a lot of stuff that we buy and use, but this is something that I ran across. Um, so, so stick stick with me on this. I'm in the midst of reading a book called The Monuments Men, which I may have mentioned in the past couple of weeks. I can't remember. No, you have not. Really? No. Okay, great. Yeah. And 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 you yeah. can't remember something that's surprising. But if you're telling me I didn't, then we'll no, just go with that. Okay, so the Monuments Men was a movie, was a movie, but the book that I'm reading, that is based on, uh, is all about a group of people that functioned as from the uh, like from the Allies, not just the U.S., but you know France, uh, uh, Great Britain, and elsewhere, to come together and be a group within the army 
that their only responsibility was to try to go out in the field into combat and locate all of the art and treasures that the Nazis stole while they conquered Europe, which was quite, quite a bit, quite a bit. I remember that movie. Yeah. I remember the movie. Clooney's in it. uh, Damon, Bill Murray. uh, But the book is really, really fascinating. And I'm probably four fifths of the way through the book. And so it's a really interesting story. And, the book's really kind of churning ahead now. And one of the things that I actually ran across unrelated to reading the book was a link for uh, a painting that was stolen by Hitler and shuttled away inside of a, of a salt mine in Germany for four years until it was recovered by the monuments men and restored to its rightful place in a museum called the Ricks museum. Sure, I'm, pronoun- I'm mispronouncing that, but it's in Amsterdam. It's a Dutch museum, and it's a Rijks, Rijks, sure, museum. Um, it's a Rembrandt painting called the Night Watch, and so it's the Night Watch as a painting has a pretty rich history of all of the things that have happened to it since it's been painted by Rembrandt. How it's been vandalized, destroyed, restored, stolen, recovered, stolen again, moved. Uh, not to mention the subject matter of the painting and how he did it. It's a painting by Rembrandt. It's famous for three things. It's, number one, it's huge, which meant that the fact that it was stolen during uh, Corey's yawn, and so i got to wrap this up. No, <laughs> The fact that it was stolen during World War no, II. No, because I'm, I'm very interested in this stuff, actually. And it, like the Amber Room and all that. Sorry, yeah. Not, not to cut we you could, off. We could talk about yeah. it. But go, no, go okay, ahead, go great. Ahead. So it, uh, the fact that it was stolen during World War II by Hitler and the SS, specifically Goering, um, to be to be leveraged in his own personal art collection, which which he amassed by conquering uh, armies from all over Europe, was pretty impressive. It's famous for its use of light and shadow, um, which had never been done before, at least not to that degree. And also, it was a it's a static military group portrait uh, of the Dutch military, but it's it's a per, it's the perception of motion in the picture that had never been done before. So it's famous for those things. So long story short. As it turns out, there the Rex Museum, where it is currently stored, uh, has a website you can search for. It's called just search for "Experience the Night Watch," and it'll take you to a URL which I'm not even going to try to pronounce, <laughs> but it is it is in the Netherlands, uh, and it is a fantastic uh, sound enhanced tour of the Night Watch painting in the museum that gives you all the history and all the different pieces and descriptions of why it's famous, what's in it, and why it's important. So something a little bit different than I bought a camping chair, and <laughs> I, so I thought I would try it this week. Hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so experience, <laughs> So Google Experience the Night Watch. Uh, it's a pretty fascinating thing if you're interested in art and the history behind uh, one of Rembrandt's famous paintings. Good pick, man. Thanks, I buddy. like it. I like you're it up. a lot. There's no black people in it. This was the Netherlands uh, in the <laughs> in the 1600s. So no, I'm sure there's some. There's a dude somewhere selling weed to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure that they sold that weed to Rembrandt and that he painted this painting. So well well done, black Netherlanders. All right, Corey, you're up. There's black Dutch. I have no doubt, sir. So my pick, uh, I will give a little bit of credit to someone else in the room. Uh, 
Nick, you originally showed me the pillow cube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The but you have so you have the the, the smaller version, the square, yeah, a little, square. The little little tiny square. Uh, we'll say one by one, whatever. Um, <laughs> trying to make it smaller because he's about to tell you how big the one is that he right. bought. Well, he's got yeah. a full bed. Yep. That's I I did. They have on Amazon now the Pillow Cube <laughs> Pro, which is a full size pillow. That's a cube, dude. But in all honesty, if you're a side sleeper, it's 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 on it's it's game changing, life changing, isn't it? I I've never. Oh, he said game changing, not life changing. A life game, life changing, game changing, whatever changing you want to call it. <laughs> well, it if you win the game, your life will be better, Bob. Exactly. It, dude. Thanks, it, Todd. It's phenomenal. Was, I, I noticed my like no back pain, like. No, no, kind of like ah, getting out of bed, kind of, you know, like how's that? Ugh. Yeah, there you go. It, it, like I said, if, if you're if you're a side sleeper by any means, what if you're a stomach sleeper? Probably not for you. No, send me the link, please. Yeah, because I am a side sleeper, and I'll take anything you can offer. The first night I slept on it, I it, mm. I don't think I I tossed or turned once. The amount of support you get, pillows have been made wrong for certain people. All these years. That's a bold statement. Dude, this this is how pillows should be made for people that, that sleep on their side. It, it's There's no contest about it. It literally fills that 90-degree angle it's, gap right here and keeps your spine aligned. It's and when beautiful. I, and when I explained it, Bob said, oh, I actually just got these two really expensive pillows, but thanks. Yeah, but that wasn't the pro. Oh, okay. This is the it pro. So, so I, this is the pro, Nick. I, I, will, I will say the only downside to the one that you that you got that you originally showed me mm-hmm. was the fact that it is so small. So I, I was concerned. I'm like, if I do like turn over, yeah, I get I'm, that. I'm, I'm gonna, I could miss the pillow. Yeah, this is a, it's, it's Corey's a, way huger than you are. Exactly, way huger. <laughs> Eloquently put, Todd. <laughs> Much huger. Uh, Bigger. So this, if you extremely, do turn o- extremely huger. If you do turn over, it's <laughs> the size of a standard pillow. So you're not going to miss the pillow, or, or you know your head's going to slide off of it. <clears throat> it is a little pricey. That's the only downside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but past that, if you're willing to spend that money on what's uh, what's pricey, Corey? It, it's it's a hundred dollar pillow for a man who owns a helicopter. Can he afford this? Todd, t- Todd could have thousands of these pillows. How much do pillows? How much do pillows normally cost? I thought that's. I thought that's a yeah, standard pillow right. price, yeah, Corey. T- yeah, Todd. I'm sorry. I don't have five hundred dollars to spend on all the pillows I have in my house. But well, how much are pillows normally? I don't. I have no. I'm asking seriously. How much is a pillow? <laughs> a good I, pillow? Are probably, they like good? Are they like a good $3? pillow is probably a hundred bucks. A good pillow. Yeah. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is, Todd, I've are you never, laughing at that? Like you can't believe it's a hundred bucks. No, I'm just saying, well, so Corey t- made it sound like this pillow is going to be like, if you're willing to part with one paycheck. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did they're compare like, it to a like, whole paycheck for a pillow. Yeah, exactly. Well, and he didn't but, say regular pillows. You can go to JCPenney or wherever and get a regular pillow for $3. If you said that, I'd be like, First of all, oh, no man. one goes to JCPenney more. Hold Secondly, on. Hold on. Todd, are, are you finance shaming right now? Are you finance shaming, Corey? I'm not. I'm shaming. Listen he didn't here. Give any context. I understand that your diamond shoes might be a little too tight every now and then, and your wallet's not big <laughs> enough on, for your fifties. You don't 50s. have to invent phrases like diamond shoes when the man actually has a helicopter pad on his on his. I know. I, was, I know. I was well, asking per, for perspective. My wallet's too small for my fifties. <laughs> so a normal pillow is probably about twenty to fifty bucks. For like a like not a, a, like a goose a good, down a good probably pillow, pillow. like a, no a, a regular standard for, pillow for people like myself and Corey who are not in our fifties 
and established. Spending a hundred dollars on a pillow, Todd. Finally, you and I are lumped in yeah. the same group. Spending <laughs> spending fifty dollars on a pillow is a big or a hundred dollars on a pillow. Now you were in the fifty to sixty range, and I was above that <laughs> in some other range. Spending under. I thought I thought pillows were free. Spending, <laughs> quite honestly, Todd's like, "What are you talking about? You get them from the hotel when you when you go." Yeah. Um, exactly. You don't. You don't. You, you go to a hotel. You can take those. And you like the pillow. You don't go. Hey, I want this pillow. You can get as many go. pillows yeah, as you, you want. Can have that pillow. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're right above the age of. I will sleep on a stuffed animal if I have to. That that's completely fine. You know, uh, a five dollar pillow from Walmart will be completely fine. Uh, yeah, and to and, before we get and, to and those days are slowly dwindling. Yeah, that. And, but we're but we're we're kind of on the coattails. Of of the you know uh, patriarchy that that you guys are at. That- See, you're starting to get to the age, Corey. You're you're understanding. I, I think I've told you this that when you get to a certain age, things start hurting for no Bob, reason. Bob, I just yeah. admitted today on this cast, I bought a tens unit for my back, and I'm now buying for a pillow. Tank. Well, that's, that's you said you wanted to stop your premature ejaculation. That's that's a separate unit, Todd. Yeah, let let's let mix metaphors here. It's so it's, yeah so so Corey taint, and I, taint pillows and 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 back, I, back shockers. I can't be putting my taint pads on my back pads if you I, know what I'm saying. I'm I'm at the point where I understand like you know Bob and I have had this conversation many times that you know one of one of the things that I constantly tell people is is the mindset of do what you do and do it well. But my version is if you're gonna spend you know a lot of time doing something. Buy the best of whatever that is. If you love to watch TV, buy a great TV. If you, I mean, anyone and everyone should have a great bed and a great pillow because it's one third of your life. I mean, it's it's quality of life is going to improve, but it's it's not many people. Uh, some people learn it earlier. Some people learn it later. But um, I feel like I learned it a little bit later in the game because I could sleep on the cement. But um, but it's 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 something that literally change it will change your life and and you need to invest in those things that you that you use the most of and a lot of times they're not fun purchases you know it's like buying tires you know what the fuck Who, okay what now what i'm not gonna lie i purchased that Dude, i was very excited about it Corey bought this this pillow and it sounded like he needed that taint suppressor so that he wouldn't prematurely ejaculate all over his brain but that's what that's all to my point you get to that age where these things excite you now and these are huge, and and then you're like, "What the fuck have I been doing for the, Dude, I'm, before I'm not this?" Gonna, I told Danielle several times, "I'm like, they've been making pillows wrong." <laughs> yeah. Clear, clearly, that's yeah. th- this. This is by far, like I said, it it, it is life changing. the The only takeaway that I had was, I love to put, and I said this before, but I love to put my arm under my pillow, so the pillow is between my arm and my head, and. It defeats the purpose of this pillow. Yeah, you can't really do that with so, it. With this. So I, I do this now. I put this arm right here, yep. and it feels completely comfortable, and I'm done. Yep, 100%. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll send you the link. It, it's absolutely phenomenal. I appreciate that only because I know that for you to send me that link is really gonna, is really making Nick angry at me because I didn't ask him to oh, send me yeah, he, he, <laughs> he naysayed mine. He was like, I did. Dude, I... That sounds really great, yeah. and that's great for you. Yeah, but I just spent like three hundred dollars on two pillows. I'm I did. Like, I did. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, that's great. He's yeah. like, if you ever need, I can send you the link for my pillows. And I'm like, 
no, dude. Yeah, I'm first, good. He goes, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I just was <laughs> yeah. excited about this. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I did not, because it's, when there are things that are standard and it's not like a proprietary blend uh, in companies, if something is standard, like, you know, I'm going to get the Walgreens version of ibuprofen versus, you know, Advil, because there's no difference. The same filler is the exact same in both of those things. One's just cheaper. So with this, um, there is like an Amazon equivalent. Um, and that's what I got because I wasn't sure. I hadn't talked to anybody like you had that, that the pillow yeah. cube was going to be successful. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to spend like $70 on this pillow cube and maybe it's going to suck. So I bought the like forty five dollar one. Yeah, no, dude, it, it, this is worth every bit of the hundred dollars. Oh, I'm, it, I'm sure. Like I said it, it, it's it, it it was rough to pull the trigger on. I I, I will definitely say that. I was like, holy shit, hundred dollar pillow. I I don't know. Did uh, it come in the same week that you told Daniel you were buying four Funkos? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, here, here's here's even the best part about it. When you order on Amazon, I ordered it at twelve thirty. On a Wednesday night, it was on the doorstep by seven in the morning on Thursday. Or no, I'm sorry, Wednesday Wednesday morning it was there. Ah, so I called off work and I slept all day. <laughs> Dude, I, I I opened it up and once it fully did, the memory yeah. foam came too. Yeah. I I laid on it for five minutes and I was like, oh, I need to get up because this is going to end up real yep. bad for Boss, me. Boss, I'm not feeling too good today. Yeah, I oh, I, I wanted to real bad. I made my brother and uh, and his wife when they came over. They hadn't been here in several years, and I said, look at my new bed. You know, I, I love this bed. It's not like part memory foam, part spring. It's like a foot of memory foam. You know, it and I it's firm and I really like it. And I said, now check this. I did. I showed him the wedge pillow that I got for when I want to watch TV, which is also all memory foam, and then the pillow cube. And my brother's like, "Oh my god, I have such a bad back." He's like, "I don't fucking want to get up." He's like, "This is amazing." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's great." I don't know about you, but I never got the tour of the memory foam bed and the and the pillow configuration. Oh, you'll have to check it out. I did while we were nice. spooning, and he was whispering in my ear. Uh, nice. I love your whiskers. Yeah. You you make a great point, Nick. I think when I when I switched from Suave and Tresemme shampoos to Oribe Gold Lust re- Repair and Restore shampoo, main and tail my life. is when you lost all your hair. <laughs> I'm just telling. Wow, I can have hair if I wanted to. There's a lifestyle choice, but I'm just telling you. First of all, you're talking about you know talking about the inexpensive things and in shampoos, right? How often are you shampooing your hair every day? Even me. Right, so it was using Suave and Tresemme, and then I switched that Oribe Gold Lust. That's the best shampoo on the universe. Well, he didn't. He didn't say the hair was on his head. <laughs> That's true. true. Really got to scrub those pubes down. I could have swore that you were going to say mane and tail, Todd. You, you need that. You need that Gold Lust and some cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> that is the podcast for this week. On behalf of Nick and Corey and Todd, this is Bob saying. We'll see you here next week. Please make sure and rate and subscribe to us so you'll get a notification when we go live. See you next week.